That's a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The current yeah. commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, god damn it. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like. Don't touch my records. Ever. What's up, guys, and welcome to Hot Takes. That's Skeleton Lipstick, and I am Young Shiro. We want to thank all of you guys that are here for tuning in, and uh, we want to, of course, recognize you guys, all of you guys that are regulars, for being here tonight. We got a really exciting, really special guest that we're bringing on tonight that many of y'all know. Uh, Again, please keep us in the loop on audio levels if anything doesn't sound good or or needs to be turned up. Uh, And um, before we roll into today's selection of what Skelly's been listening to, I just want to remind everybody, if you like hot takes, tweet us, retweet, repost, invite your friends. We have unlimited spaces for additional hot takes, uh, hot takes homies. So try to share the love, try to spread the, the word. Bring some friends in here every once in a while. And, um, of course, sound off in the chat with your hot takes. Coming up, Dr. Chris, what Skelly's been listening to? Um, you know, I just want to give a little bit of attention to, um, you know, a phenomenal artist who I think, you know, often gets associated with uh, visuals because he does phenomenal visuals. He does a lot of amazing analog work uh, for Oasis Records. He makes a lot of the Game Boy cartridge versions of the albums, uh, you know, such as the one for Be Careful that is, uh, I believe is, is dropping relatively soon and the Tupperwave uh, release. But uh, Ming Curie, um, you know, Ming Curie, yeah. in addition to being a phenomenal visual artist, as we all know, um, he's a really, really talented uh, producer. Uh, I really think everybody, if you haven't checked it, checked it out, should check out his album Holographic, which came out um, earlier this year. It's a really like if you're into uh, some like lo- like a mid-tempo sort of uh, um, ambient trappy music. This is oh, a really cool. good album. It's it's absolutely full of uh, sort of a. Some haunted-sounding samples that are a bit melancholic and very personal-sounding as well, and it's a wonderful album to sort of put on in the background and uh, you know drive late at night in the rain to you know coming home late from somewhere when you're on the road by yourself. It's an interesting album. There's a lot of uh, touching sentimental moments on it too. Uh, One song called "You Don't Need Me" I I put it on repeat quite often when I'm feeling melancholic, and it's it's outstanding. And Count Your Money is a absolute bop. And uh, also, I remember that he sent his music to me, and I was deeply impressed by it. So I contributed vocals to a song called Lake House, a few vocals to that song. No so way. Check that one out, too, actually. But okay. uh, I was on the strength of his, uh, his production. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, you know everything he does. And I think if you like his visuals, check out his music, too. Um, check out Holographic. It's a really great album. Very cool. I'm going to need you to slide me those track recommendations, especially the one with your vocals sure. on them. Um, oh, yeah. I will do that. Wing uh, Curry actually just wrapped up that uh, Helios Online Festival last weekend. And in addition and it was, to that, he's also running. He's another one of those polymaths that does like, yeah, all kinds of different things. Very skilled individual. And, and Helios mm-hmm. Online, I don't know if you tuned in at all. It was a phenomenal 
of course, uh, Yovo's all killed. I didn't. I catched it on the replay, but I was not there for it live. Hey, some life happens, man. Yovo's all <laughs> obviously with luck stole the show. Uh, oh, Yovo's all is a uh, man. That guy's he's young too. Oh yeah, but, uh, what really a phenomenal. Oh yeah, well you know that person's got. Uh, is they're very interesting. They have a vision when they do things. Sometimes I feel like mm -hmm. people are just putting shit together and just you know jamming, collaging things together in like a stream right. of consciousness sort of way, which is just absolutely fine and produces wonderful results. But uh, Yovozel, Yo right? That's how you say it. I think it's Yovozel, but Yo I would have to ask him. Yovozel is uh, someone who um, there's a narrative going on when he does something. Like it sounds, it seems like he has a vision first, and then translates it into how the best he can with with his uh, medium after. So very, very interesting person. Oh yeah, very I think he skilled. actually for that luxury elite set, did he? He filmed a lot of that footage, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was live dancers. And he filmed yeah, it and yeah. threw some shit over that's, it, and it was eerie. That's, uh, well, that's, like, ambitious as fuck, mm -hmm. man. Like, just to be like, you know, I'm going to do this. We're going to get dancers. Like, I don't know, man. I really appreciate people who get ambitious. I, uh, I I wish I had the, the, the gumption and the dancers. resources. <laughs> the luxury. Yeah, so that was the sickest set by a long shot. But, of course, Windows 96 was there. Uh, a handful of other people. A uh, hero. Looking, yeah. I did that sh that wave set with Sleep Patterns visuals. So it was a great weekend, man. Yeah, looking forward to um, I think Daydream Deluxe. Doesn't he have a uh, stream coming up soon? Yes. Oh, does he? Ah, uh, yeah. There is there is an Australian thing coming up. You're right. Oh yeah, that's gonna be good. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, it's uh, Daydream Deluxe, uh, his birthday bash. Oh, sick. And uh, that's uh, coming up December third. December third. And yeah, that looks pretty good too. That's got Dark Slum, Ducat, Fiber's gonna be there. Kawasaki. Hell yeah. Hell Kawasaki, yeah. I like as well. I put him down as another recommendation. He's got some pretty outstanding tracks he's been putting out recently. Uh, yeah, Strawberry Station, Tupperwave, Vanitas, oh, man. Zero. That's a stacked lineup. A lot of other people. Ducat, Bell and Melanade. Um, I think our own EA, I think CompuServe is, is involved. Um, and I believe he's yeah. in chat, so hell yeah. I'll definitely be tuning into that if it's not in the middle of the night. There was an... Was this the one I was looking at? Hold on, give me one second. There's another one. I was looking at that was coming out. Oh, while he looks it up, guys, uh, the intro picture, oh, if any of y'all yeah. caught that, was by Will Wade. That's right. Shout out the homie Will Wade. Oh, Will Wade did that? Will Wade did the on. intro picture. Yeah, the uh, nice. pin and pixel artwork. Oh, no, I knew that. Absolutely. I thought we were talking about the flyer. The, uh, no, picture. sorry. Oh, you know you know what set looks really good? Uh, who I'm interested to see what how they continue to evolve as a producer is the artist Aiden, Aiden Chick. Aiden Chick uh, oh, just did a okay. song with Found that I really found I really like a lot. And also shout out to Found. Man, that's another music record right there. Found. That person did what did they did they just take over the vocal world of uh, Future Funk and Vaporwave? Do you see how many collaborations they have? I have constantly? not heard this artist. Found? Found is done I'll be just Found, okay. P H A U N. I live under they a rock. They basically, con oh, you gotta be kidding me. They have contributed vocals to so many different fucking artists at this point. Within like a year, I okay. think they put um, vocals for so many different future funk and vaporwave artists. Huh. Maybe like fifteen off the top of my head. I believe I know. I know there's a song with Mitro. I know there's a song with Discaholic. I know there's a song with Asian Chick. I know they have. Uh, who else do they have? I mean, I honestly should just put together a Spotify playlist with Damn. all their work. But they have like become the de facto vocalist for future funk uh, for okay. future funk and vaporwave producers when they need a, a a top of the line like excellent singer you know what i mean future funk like, too I, I couldn't um yeah man but uh definitely check out 
Fallon and all the collaborations they've been doing. I'm just like trying to like pull them up right now on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously I'm missing out. Thank you for the name drop. Yeah, uh, Ed. They have a combination with Ed. You know the uh, Ed, and then uh, also another one with Mayor No Tilde and wow. uh, yeah, freaking crazy and Ducat. Wow. Okay. Uh, very much a future bunker. Uh, Android apartment, but they're a vocalist, and they just condense everyone. Yeah, a discoholic. It's it's nuts. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like Strawberry Station's got a song with uh, with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. Wild. Oh, that's right. And Superflat, my buddy Superflat, also just put out a new uh, put out a new EP, uh, Virtual Rave, which is fantastic. And I believe Found contributes vocals on the song on that as well. Comes full circle. Anyway, very cool. Wow. Just everybody check out Found. Just that person has the best vocals. If you need a vocalist and you want somebody who's like a serious vocalist and hits uh, hits hits all the notes, just hit, hit them up. Man, I, uh, <laughs> I I need to uh, I need to listen better to the What Skelly listening to playlist. It seems Tokyo Wanderer. That's right. They have a song with Tokyo Wanderer. What the Tokyo Wanderer, not Future Funk. And I believe they make a strong uh, strong note of saying that all the time. Interesting. Anyway. Very cool. You have a hot take? Yeah, I got something that oh, makes wow, me mad. Oh, wow, they have a mad. song with Vantage? Oh, that's right, Aloha. Oh, Aloha, Vantage. That's I a... love you, Aloha. Yeah, that's. I know that song by that Found did the uh, collab with. But yeah, with Vantage, too. Jesus fucking Christ. LMAO. I just want somebody that looks Found is everywhere. Love that person. Anyway, what's your hot take? Oh, man. Something that really, really just drives me crazy at live shows in a live setting, right? You go to lots of live shows. You perform at them. You go to them. What I can't stand, and I've been to a lot of live shows in my day, is when you get there and you, you know, you want to see the artist that you want to see. Maybe they're not the closer, they're the opener, right? Or they're somewhere in the, the lineup, right? And you mm. really, really want to be like at that prime spot to enjoy the artist that you came to see. And you get up there and you're having a good time and they're not the headliner, but everybody is like riding the rails for the headliner and will not let you get up close to the front. Like they showed up hours early and they're there to see the headliner and they look back at you like, all mad that you're jumping up and down and having a good time. I've had this happen at George Clanton. I've had this happen at Calm Trues where the people that come for the main act or whatever act all kinds of pissy when you're behind them, jumping up, down, having a good time. And they're there riding the rails mad that you're having a good time yeah please tell me that's not i'm not the only person that has experienced this yeah man it's um it's just a uh the politics of the crowd right you never can really tell how they're going to be when you go see a show sometimes it's a really good crowd sometimes it's full curmudgeon oh, folks man. and honestly if they're that curmudgeon maybe they should just go watch footage of it on youtube instead of actually going out to the show you know what i mean shows an interactive experience it's a it's meant for community and if they're that distracted by somebody having a good time then what the fuck right i don't understand i i get that like you showed up early to see the artist that you wanted to see but don't act all booty hurt when somebody else is like right behind you wanting to be in your space and they're having a good time at not the artist that you wanted to see like i don't get how people can go to those shows and just exude that kind of like pitiful energy so don't do that. If you're tuned in, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's their problem, not yours at the end of the day. And that's that's what I got. I'm glad I'm glad you agree. Oh. Um, I kind of want to see what Groovy Kaiju has to say about that. What do you think? Absolutely. Bring on the homie Groovy Kaiju. All right, go ahead and unmute yourself, buddy. 
What's up? Yo! How you doing, buddy? I'm doing alright. I'm big chilling. I'm in my closet. Um, Bruh. I'm staying in here. Yep. Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, we're super glad that you're here, dog. Thing. We've been wanting to have yeah, you on hot you. takes for a long time, dude. I've been wanting to go on hot takes for a long time. It's like my favorite yeah, bro. thing. Oh, dude, you're too kind. You actually, uh, for anybody who is who is here for the first time or who like doesn't tune in a lot, we're happy you're here. Uh, Groovy Kaiju here actually featured us on the intro song of his newest album. Oh, uh, no, I was dying <laughs> laughing when I heard how the conversation that my voice was cut into. Oh, <laughs> man. Cracking the fuck up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. And then actually, even when I listened to the album, which, by the way, is so much fun. You oh, yeah. I mean? Thank you. I had, all day and all I had night. a privilege of being able to listen to a few tracks before it was even released. From Groovy, from Groovy, and uh, or Aaron, or whatever we would, we're, we're gonna go back and forth addressing it. And I just remember the, just hearing the tracks he was putting out, being like, "Oh man, this is gonna be so fun! I can't wait till he releases it." I love that right. he's added a little bit of vocals on a couple songs uh -huh. because honestly, you know, it's just you know, a little bit of spice. <clears throat> Try something different, do something fun. It right. just sort of reinforces the wonderful, charming personality of the producer and the music itself when you try different things and it's it's playful you know what i mean and that's actually how i would describe the album too it's just very playful and that is in my opinion one of the most important Absolutely. energies to infuse into a, an album that's supposed to make you move a little bit yeah like you know being playful and honestly almost with any music in general you know i think that's uh, i think that elevates it so Loved that track, loved the whole album. I didn't know where the vocal, I, you know, Aaron had told me that there'd be some vocal samples on it. I didn't know when it was going to happen. <laughs> I was cracking up when I heard where it came. It caught me totally yeah. off guard. I loved it. It was so fun. Funny yeah. as fuck. Anyway. Yeah, thank you for, yeah. <laughs> Glad you liked it. Um, loved so it. I got, yeah. So to answer Isaac's first question, I'll admit I'm kind of tall. So I don't ever True. go to the front because I feel bad. Oh, you're an angel without wings. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like 6'2", right? Yeah, I'm 16. The homie's pretty tall. Huge. Boom. Yeah. Those photos of you and me standing next to each other at Virtual Memory 27 while you were setting up her. Because you were up there for like 20 minutes. So yeah. it was just like, was, hey, what's up, bro? You know? <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then uh, all the nice words about the album. Thank you very much. I totally agree with you of things being playful. And I think a move by Doja Cat really infused that. And that mm -hmm. music isn't supposed to just make you feel like oh cool or serious or sad you can have mm -hmm. playful emotion or emotions in these things like a mm -hmm. you know kind of like the meme culture of it is that sometimes music needs to make you laugh it's an emotion true you feel and uh, certain mm -hmm. songs accomplish yeah. that and i think at a certain point at the end of the day music is here to make you feel something and as long as you're feeling yeah, something in the end and sometimes with playfulness no i think you did the job right and that really translates really into your bad. live shows too. Like, uh, if you haven't seen him live yet, Chris, this guy's like usually emceeing wow, between tracks. Oh, it's great, dude. He has like a ridiculous energy. He's got this smile that just will not go away the whole time he's playing. And he'll stop and talk between his tracks and like introduce them and shit. And it's really fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, you um, just had the opportunity to. I just saw that, uh, you know. Um, there was the, there was an opportunity for the uh, the virtual memory and the teachil NorCal to do that show together recently, with uh, yeah. you know my my dear treasured co-manager, extremely talented co-manager, Fantacat, terminally chill co-manager Fantacat, who I know is in the chat right now. Who guys, is in uh, chat? Shout out Fantacat. Shout out to the uh, the brilliant Fantacat. Um, and uh, I, I saw that uh, footage on Instagram. It looked like so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, 
What what a nice time. How uh, how you you're like a resident for those shows now, huh? You're like you're like all of them now. Yes. How did yeah, you get involved uh, with Pacific Plaza and doing the virtual memory stuff? I want to hear this, dude. You're now one of the residents for it. Yeah, <clears> definitely. So I'll first also echo Fantacat is amazing. Shout out them. Their set honestly blew me away. It was just I, I knew Hell they yeah. were good, but then to see it in person, I was like, mind exploded. I was like, I couldn't even imagine how good they. You know what I mean? Like they were just that good. <laughs> I couldn't even like imagine yeah. how good they were. Fantacat is awesome. Yeah. Um. But to your point, yeah. So uh. The way I got involved virtual memory is, uh, so I'd made, made a ton of future funk back in 2014, 2016. Cool. And then I started focusing on my career, other mm-hmm. little things here and there, and like the future funk scene that I was like, meh, about. Uh, so I just kind of like slowed it down a little bit. And then a few friends of mine, like, just took me at like four in the morning, like, dude, you know, your song has like near a million views now, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, just music. And they're like, no, 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 you need to make more music. That's a lot of views. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, you know, it's just music. And they're like, no, no, no you need to make more music like you you have to like we won't let you leave our house until you agree to make more music Damn. and i was like so i was there for like four hours explaining all my you know responsibilities as an adult and stuff and they're like that's nice but people want you to make more music <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. so eventually after they convinced me to go make more music i was scrolling through reddit and i'd seen that virtual memory was playing a show um like the first one ever and i was like no way i tried to play so many shows back in 2015 2016 they all flopped like mm. even just i have horror stories of like playing shows back then um so i was like i gotta message them and you know now that i'm gonna try to do music again let me message them like immediately to see what's going on um so i'm dm'd alex on twitter and i was like hey uh i'm in the area can i play a show and alex like kind of was like who are you and i was like uh ruby godzilla and he just like flipped the table was like you can play the next one like you can immediately play the next one how are you how do you live in the area and i'm like oh, i just have my whole life hell <laughs> like, yeah my life. My life. Yeah. shout out alex um, yeah shout out, <laughs> shout out alex. alex from Civic plaza for sure um so i played the first one it went great um they were like wow you like know how to play live and i was like yeah i tried to do it in 2015 but it flopped <laughs> but i had all the technical ability already Hell yeah. um, so then we just agreed to start working together, and then I played a couple more, and then uh, during quarantine, uh, you know, we all went URL, and I just started submitting right. sets for everyone because my live setup was already so nailed down that like mm-hmm. it was like yeah, you mean record a set? Yeah, sure, I'll do it in like an hour, and I just mm-hmm. you know go so on and so forth. Sometimes I messed up re-record, but no more than like two hours at times. And then Abel handled all the amazing visuals, so it was just can I play a set? And I was like yeah. Um, so I'd send those out, and then because of quarantine, we just did so many together. When we came back to IRL, they were like, yo, you want to just do most of them? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be a resident. And then here we are, just working with them, <clears throat> being involved with the little gang we got. And it's been a lot of fun. It's a great little gang, too, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely. so yeah. flattered that I got to finally meet everybody. And shout out Tyler. That guy's super cool and extremely oh, skilled. Really good, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's a really intelligent person. I now, you lot. also make, mm-hmm. is it okay to bring up, you also make a lo-fi hip-hop on the side, no? Isaac, I cannot believe you brought that up. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, gonna make it, I'm a, completely kidding, yeah, I make lo-fi hip-hop as well. <laughs> Just saying, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's really cool. Everybody knows you as Scroovy Kaiju in the scene because yeah. we're all Vaporwave fans, but I don't think as many people know you as a Visceral. Yeah, Maybe. so I got my... Yeah. What was the question that I just started talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Just like, just tell people. I mean, anybody in here that doesn't know, tell them about your yeah. side projects. Yeah. So I've been making, doing, I really started making music as like beats, just general instrumental hip hop. Um, and then like, kind of like before lo-fi hip hop was a thing, I just liked New Jabez a lot. Yeah. And I was just making music that I like to hear, like New Jabez. And then kind of lo-fi became this thing when the Chilled Cow lo-fi girl channel came about. 
and then i was like oh yeah totally just you know i've been making that for like years and just started like kind of pushing that button a little harder and then they just so on and so forth and now i got like lo-fi works out really well for me and i love making beats it's very similar to vaporwave in my sense it's just like it is it's slightly different yeah a lot of the early vaporwave kind of crossed over i feel like with like a obelive or however you pronounce it those kinds of guys oh, obelive is yeah obelive yeah, yeah and stuff like that um i have somebody else you, i can't remember but yeah yeah you don't mind. i mean what's your right. feelings on lo-fi hip-hop uh skeleton lipstick what, what should i call you by the way skeleton you can do skeleton Kelly. lipstick um yeah no um i i think that i lo-fi hip-hop is fine I, I think it's great the thing is that i mean you mentioned obelive uh earlier and um the thing is that i sometimes like lo-fi hip-hop is great but i i'm find myself much more listening to things like uh like dibbyx or or monopoly or, or devin who or or raz g okay. or some of these like guys the glitch hop type or stuff. after one yeah, yeah. or um oh, who's the other one uh like shlomo really like a lot thundercat yeah kind of like shlomo um not as much yeah Thundercat's great. I feel like that's like that's something yeah the flying lotus <laughs> and thundercat are like something completely like totally different what's the other nine nine wonders um Ninth Wonder, yeah. Ninth Wonder, that's it. Like Ninth yeah. Wonder, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that stuff a lot. Or uh, to even get a little, or even to even go a little bit further, like Prefuse seventy three as well, or things like oh, that. Oh, that's a classic. So, so oh yeah, like one word extinguisher. So I always would look at listen to the lo-fi hip hop <clears throat> stuff, which is phenomenal. But I, which I still like a lot. But I just am like, well, I don't know. I kind of like these guys with their uh, their SB, you know, 404s that yeah, make that's... the beats with because it, it's like very like it's I don't know it's it's it seems um, you know that there's like a little bit more error in those in that in that music which gives it a little bit more of a vibe. Yeah, I really like lo-fi hip hop a lot, but I think that at some point the lo-fi hip hop is you gotta like let's let's really I don't know let's. Let's mix it up a little bit and do some like crazy shit like those guys do, but yeah. uh, so I don't know. I Maybe could... they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I don't. Yeah, it's so really if fun I... though. If... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I could expand I'm on done. that. So kind of like the I feel you on that because a lot of lo-fi was the mind designs that like you know a lot of the instrumental beat makers like uh why am I blinking all of right when I was we're gonna make a list of people. Like, oh, John Professor Reed, Logic like, or Prof Logic. Yossies. Or but, um, even like Madlib or something like that. Yeah, yeah all the Stones throw guys. guys. Or uh, like, or what's his uh, or Jay or Jay Dilla, right? Jay Dilla, like another yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. So all those like vinyl sampled like low fidelity artists really were like the lo-fi hip hop, and then kind of chilled cow came around, which is like an amazing just like the smooth jazz of our generation just took over the world by storm and kind of like stole the label from them almost. So I call oh, it more right. like low end hip hop now because it sounds a lot that low end theory sound of what used to happen down in L. A. On the Low End Theory Festival, it does sound yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. Like I could I see, like it almost sounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. you mean like like instrumentals for Tribe Called Quest? You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. For sure. But to your sense of like lo-fi hip hop, you know, maybe not being as interesting. I think the interestingness is in a different place. It's not like as technical, like what you hear. It's more in the little details. Yeah, the sound palette. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. lo-fi house. You can listen to a whole yeah. song and be like, well, nothing really happened in this song. But it's all in the sound texture and, like, the, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. font yeah. and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. as obvious, but, like, definitely there's a lot of, like, technical stuff going on in there. In fact, I would even say a lot of my mixing has improved from making more lo-fi and really nailing down. I can see that. And, like, how yeah, I, like, absolutely. mix that with, like, normal instruments. Um, uh-huh. in paperwave. So, yeah. 
and and that's kind of a genre that's popping right now correct me if i'm wrong but that's a profitable genre to be involved in at least um because spotify is like really liking lo-fi hip-hop right now yeah so i mean it depends how you make your money in music true Um, spotify yeah lo-fi is super popping off but there's different like marketing strategies and stuff you can try right where like if you're selling albums let's say or like physical merch lo-fi doesn't really sell because it's more of a passive genre people very just listen to lo-fi. good point listen yeah this role or that you know, is beats. yeah such an interesting way of uh, a, a point to make yeah that's very yeah they just want to throw a playlist on on spotify i don't remember many yeah like off the off the top of my head like i don't remember a lot of lo-fi uh hip-hop artists but i you know i've definitely listened to a lot but in i listened to a lot of the songs <laughs> over and over again but i can't you're right the merch thing is an interesting way of putting it i don't it's, yeah, good point. Yeah. So like, it's so built for like to be in a playlist with uh, many other artists. Huh. Yeah, yeah. In some sense, I mean, there's definitely beauty in that. And at the same time, there's also like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, kind of like when you make a movie, there's so many people that are involved. And it's like, are you okay with being like on the credits at the bottom? Maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Well, so, so you know how people like to make their art. So, I'm certain that just like every genre, there's probably like, you know, young up and coming players that are revolutionizing the sound. And then there's probably like very well known, honestly, kind of overrated big names in the scene. Um, yeah. What what would like if you had to describe what the overrated lo-fi hip hop sounds <laughs> like, you don't have to drop any names, but like, yeah, what what is a sound that you like would like to hear less of? Um, so I'm maybe, I think this is maybe just very personal opinion, but I like more upbeat lo-fi. I want lo-fi, like some people like to sleep to lo-fi. Uh-huh. I like, because I make it, I like to enjoy it. I don't like to listen to it and like fall asleep. Oh. Like, oh, I want to listen to the song. I'm sleeping. Right. Now. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good point. So I think some of like the really slow, like 50 BPM, just more ambience with like, you hear a kick once every like one second. That right. stuff kind of like isn't my favorite. Uh, um, I see. Yeah. So I think that's a little overrated, but it gets tons of streams because people fall asleep to it. And when you're sleeping, okay. you're streaming. So you know, uh, you got a good point. Uh, yeah. Can okay. I? Uh, can I ask? How did you get into production in the first place? Like what? What? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, first things first. How did you? What? Let me actually. Yeah. Let's let's start with that. Then I got other questions afterwards. How did you get into music production? Definitely. So I skate a lot, like a lot of skateboarding. Nice. Hell yeah. My buddies would would skate with me and we'd all just be walking between skate spots and they'd all like spit freestyles and rap and then they were like damn we need some beats and i was like well i'm good with computers so i could like try to make beats and then my uh, buddy's dad he was an it um his name's ken and uh he just downloaded fl studio for me and was like yo here you go just play around with it and then just started playing around with it and then uh was it like a decade and two years later here we are um so yeah but I was really inspired by Odd Future Wolfgang. That's the thing. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, the original yeah, group, yeah, yeah. kill them all. Absolutely. If you listen to like original stuff, it sounds like really yeah. bad quality. Like, it's just, like you could tell they made it in someone's closet at like three in the morning and they just didn't care. And like, <laughs> but at the same time, it was so dope. And it was that like level of like, oh, wow, you can make music that sounds like very bad, but it's also super dope. That was like, I could try that. And that's yeah, really very DIY. That, that so that was like, like a window for you right there to be like, oh, you know what? Like, Not everything anyway. has to sound like it was, uh, you know, like like a produced in a million dollar studio ready for the radio. Right. And, exactly. Uh, there, and if you, you know, if you can't do that, there's other ways to create sounds and ideas that are going to sound really fucking cool. You don't have to do it the way that, you know, the, you're, you're taught constantly just because, you know, pop culture says it is, you know? Yeah. I was a thousand percent. That's it. You 
I was talking to Feats about that when Feats was in Vegas recently. Oh, that way too. And uh, we yeah. were talking about Xavier Wolf, and some of Xavier Wolf's production is really, really good, and some of it is just like, dog, like what mic are you using, bro? And but oh, people still eat it up. I mean, you see, Wolf, you see the Raider Clan stickers all over the place. At least out on the West Coast, you do. Yeah. So yeah, Very I guess true. the production. Hi-fi um, production doesn't always equate to high quality. I yeah. think that a lot of uh, people who get into, um, you know, uh, pr producing, uh, you know, in, in a subculture of any kind or making music in a subculture of any kind, you know, it's because maybe, you know, initially, you know, obviously we are, you know, we enter this world and we just hear what gets played for us on the radio or what gets played for us in, on television or in films or whatever. And, you know, you hear all these things and you're like, oh, I guess this is like what music sounds like. It's cool, but like it still doesn't quite feel like me because I'm thinking outside the box just in general in life. And then you, ha everybody has like an artist they hear. I think eventually, that's uh, you know a different kind of artist than what they're used to hearing all the time, and they're mm -hmm. doing music in a different way that still sounds dope. You know what I mean? That still sounds inspiring, specifically to them. You know what I mean? And and that's like the first time that they're like, ah, there's a different way to do this, and I don't know, this feels more like me and I feel like I could do something too like this, you know what I mean? Because I can't do what I keep hearing all the time in the pop culture world and I don't even particularly like it that much at the end of the day, but wow, there's a different way to do this and now I've seen it. And I had those artists too, you know? I think that every produ producer or musician who is in a subculture has like an artist, like the first artist they heard that was like, that was something different that wasn't like so polished and now that they're like ah there's another world out there i, I want to do that too you know what i mean yeah 1000 percent, i agree totally quiz actually has a really yeah. cool comment he says it's funny because being a metal slash punk guy i've been turning my nose up at clean production for years but now i'm coming back around to it so especially yeah, those of us that are into vaporwave yeah, there's a I, little charm I, in that shitty yeah, production of right course. Dude, yeah, of course, but no, no, listen, you know, we always are going to come back to things that are really well produced or really uh, professionally done. I mean, you're still going to be interested in it, but like, right. you know, you know, you don't, you're not going to just, I think most people don't just hear the thing that gives them a window into making the sort of stuff that they want to make and then completely eschew anything else but that sort of like world, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, of course we all come back around to listening to those things. I think just for the initial dose of when we hear the different thing, we dive right into the different thing, we grow from it, we feel more confident, and then we can start going around and listening to everything else and, and appreciating everything else instead of feeling suffocated by it. Anyway. Damn. Definitely. Deep. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Groovy. I want to play anyway, a little I want to play a little game with you. I want you to tell me game? tell me what your favorite fun. I want to play a game and I want you to tell me who your favorite act or artist like of all time is. Oh, um, it's my buddy Zero. No, it's weird to say my friend, but yeah, my buddy Zero. Uh, he's a rapper based out of Long Beach. Uh, Hell yeah. And uh, what's it called? Yeah, he used to like just pretty much like do a bunch of mixtapes over like these low-end theory type beats. Like he like has a lot of Flying Lotus stuff. Oh, but, damn. Uh, wow. okay. really, like introspective and like what I love about them, and it's always just been something about me, is that they sound very coming of age, like your Scott Pilgrims, your Baby Drivers, those movies oh, that like okay. wow. very cool. human That's progression. Awesome. Um, so he just had a lot of like interesting, like very like philosophical type of like raps and stuff oh, on top shit. of like beats again that would inspire me with all like these really pretty textures and like you know your Devin Who's and all that mm -hmm. on top of yeah, like loved you know loved just, you Who. could you could see them like progress philosophically throughout their music and it's just like it's super dope and even to this day they're still making stuff that's just like 
you know, just very like introspective. That like if you catch the like the rhymes, you're like, oh wow, like that was dope. <laughs> it, wow. Now is it spelled Z E R O H? Yeah, that's zero. Oh yeah. yo, you know, I was yeah. really hoping you would shout out like a little known artist or producer. Yeah. And what's cool too is now we're like friends. We haven't hung out in a little bit because I moved out to San Francisco and came back and all that. But okay. I came to like my taco party before I left and stuff. Like I had a little party. Mm-hmm. Taco party. Like I love it. Yeah, nice. he's like the funniest guy too. He's hella funny. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, we got to switch it up a little bit. I was really, really hoping that you would shout out a lesser known act at some point because you're a man of yeah. the people. But I need, I need you to, I need <laughs> you to pick somebody that you can punch up a little bit. What do you mean? Like someone bigger? So yeah, yeah. Who oh. who is somebody that is not a friend that you would say that you really really like a lot? Because I need to know. the The question is: is what is your favorite act's most overrated song? And I don't I don't need you to tell me what Zero's most overrated song is. That's kind of mean. Yeah. So punch up um, a little bit. Um, what's my favorite act's most overrated song? Um, I want to. So my second favorite act is probably System of a Down. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. Yeah. I want to say Chop Suey, but Chop Suey is a good song. So it's, it's not... <laughs> I mean, everybody knows it. Properly rated. You know what I mean? <laughs> properly um, rated. <laughs> yeah, it's properly rated. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I would have to Dude, you're fine. Time. Like, I was just like, oh, no, he named one of his homies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head you're good uh we actually have a question in the chat from Farplane. uh shout out Farplane, yeah. always tuning in it's my good friend vance Farplane. uh far says as usual i got a pretty involved question uh groovy how do you balance having a professional career with music production as far as time management mental load priorities etc do you get eight hours of sleep lol um so actually no i don't that's probably like my hidden secret it's so unhealthy I don't sleep enough. I'll be oh, honest. really? A, a calendar helps. A calendar helps with your time management 100%, but all it does is make you more busy. You just fit mm. more things into oh, your calendar. Oh, no shit. I make to-do mm. lists yeah. on the weekends all the time, and I'm just busy all the time. But yeah, I used to tell people I live on Aaron Standard Time, which actually lines up <laughs> with like Australian time, because I would just like mm-hmm. sleep at random times. So probably that. <laughs> I know it's like kind of sad to say, but yeah, probably not sleeping, but I wouldn't suggest it. Um, and I know it's like really bad because once I was on the train to like I was going to San Francisco or something and some random dude just did not know him at all just sat down next to me and they were like hey man have you ever like looked into the benefits of sleep and I'm like oh my god how do you know I have a sleep problem I'm like how do you know this and it's not that I have like insomnia I'm just like oh just one more song let me listen to it one more time and, I, and the dude was just like give me a whole like yeah I read this book about sleep and how important it is and, like how your Bruh. life would just be so much better if you slept more and I'm like this is so creepy because you, you, you this know. Is a, this yeah. is a stranger? This is crazy. Yeah, complete stranger, yeah. Yikes. Like they could read it on your face or something. Yeah, and I was like, you know, having a normal day. I was on my phone drinking coffee, and he just knew it. He just knew it. So, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like some being out there knows I need to sleep more. I've been trying to work on it. Kind of hoping that I can, like, maybe figure out something with my sleep schedule and stuff. And, again, it's not even like a... Oh, I need to be so productive. It's just yeah. sometimes you're making beats. You're like, yo, this beat is dope. And you just keep working. You just want to see it through. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. passion, enjoy, though, You're man. just enjoying it so much. Yeah, the passion overtakes you. You're just enjoying the process so much. You're enjoying listening back to it once you do it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's, oh it's been another hour. <laughs> so that happens to you yeah. too, Chris? I think that happens to all of us. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't even always have to be with you're making a song. Sometimes you're just like into something and like it just really excites you. You know what I mean? And like you know you're doing your thing or 
maybe you're making a DJ, you're working on a DJ set, or you're working on any kind of, or, or a song, or any kind of art, really, and you get start getting really excited by it, and really excited at seeing your progress with it, and um, yeah, the, the passion overtakes you. I, I think that a lot of people go through that, for sure. Yeah. I just think, Aaron, you're probably just going through it more, more often than most, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been so many times where I'm like, I'll make a song, and I'll go work on like maybe a lo-fi beat, and I'll be yeah. like, I'll send that one groovy song one more time. <laughs> right? uh-huh, like, exactly. Yeah, I'm just here like, <laughs> like just hell yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but also to answer Quiz's question real quick, my favorite Scars on Broadway song is Guns Are Loaded. Because um, I heard it live when they first like played it ever, and I was like, oh, this is a dope song. So it just has a memory with it associated. So yeah. Uh, um, Quiz always has so, crazy yeah. questions. So <laughs> question, you know, was um was this band the band that sort of like I don't know made you fall in love with music? Like what was the band that when you were younger that really turned you on to just the power of listening to music oh. and being involved with it? Is there something like that? Is do you have a moment yeah. that you can think? Okay, actually, so, I know how to answer Isaac's last question about ooh. my oh. song that's overrated. Uh, oh wow, let's uh, go to that first. Feels good ink. Okay. Gorilla's, yeah, yeah that's good. a really good choice. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the song. That's, that's accurate. Uh, or is that the, yeah, yeah Demon Days of the Young. That's yeah, the one. Ink, totally overrated. But Gorillas. Speaking of this, Gorillas is the band that got me into. Nice. The first really. Where I was like, wow, this music is so good. Like I'm gonna. Spend Interesting. My life. Yeah. I wonder if that first band that we get into that really opens us up to like how interesting and powerful music is almost sets the tone for how we like go on to like treat music after for a long right. time. You right. know, you know, you know, it, it just sets the first chapter in that story. You know, it's like, you know, and then like from that, like every way, the way that you interpret music, I don't know, in some ways it's, it's still like gubs back to that way that you interpreted that first band you really loved. That yeah. first group you really loved, first song you really loved. Interesting. I, the Gorillas, like I could totally see, like, you know, Gorillas makes perfect sense for you. Like, yeah. you know, it is fun, it is playful, it is creative, it's original, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, I could totally see, like, oh, Gorillas almost setting the tone for, like, a way that you would go on your music journey following that. Yeah, 1,000%. Right. And the reason why I also agree with that is because it has so many different genres encompassed. Like, it has something like Dare. Which it, is does. Like house, it, like, groove, it does. It does. Groove to yeah. it. And then something mm-hmm. like November Has Come, which is that, like, backpack rap, doom, just ill flow. Every and, song has a different feel. Yeah, and even something. But it like, still uh, feels like the same playfulness as they, exactly. you know, as the as as the project would suggest. You know what I mean? <clears throat> exactly. And I have a really great. This is my favorite question to ask any artist. If um, so you know, this kind of leads into my question. But uh, so if aliens came down to the earth and they were like, "What is human music? What is the one album you would give them?" For me, it would be Phil Inc. because of that same factor of like mm. having so many genres. But for you, what is that album that you would give the aliens to represent all of human music? Represent all of human music. Yeah, of like what? What is human music? Like they can only take one CD with them on the way. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them DJ Shadow introducing. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so many samples on it. Uh, it's so you know, and it's so many samples on it. <laughs> like yeah. there you go. You know, yeah. you're aliens, and they're aliens. Like you guys might hear music differently than me. You might, you might sounds might be different to you. Well, this one's got a lot of sounds on it. I'm <laughs> like maybe the way you guys listen to music, this all sounds like multiple songs at once you know being played okay, that's fair and like when you play when i give you this dj shadow album like maybe you're gonna hear like yeah that uh, makes one the DJ most shadow sense. one dj shadow song has like like a fucking like dozens of samples in it maybe they'll hear every one of those samples you could with use the avalanches of the books and 
I could. I was thinking about the Avalanches was going to be my second choice, actually. But yeah. I decided to go with DJ Shadow because um, I don't know. I want to give. I want to scare them a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> I don't want them. To, I don't want them to fuck with Earth too hard. I want them to right. be like, whoa. I don't know. These guys are a little creepy. Also, maybe we. Maybe if I give them Avalanches, they'll be like, this is a lot of fun. I think we can take them. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. DJ, you know, they. I think they might like be a little bit afraid too. Uh, there you go. You anyway. Music? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. That's why I'm sitting here all quiet because I don't know. Like, uh, your your choice is really good because it has a lot of samples in it, so it kind of encompasses like the entirety. It really of music. depends on how you interpret the question. You know yeah. what I mean? That's another thing. Uh, so, what are you thinking about when you think of the question? Oh my I, god! That says something about bit. you too. I buddy, Adam, I would. They're in like a. I'll go for it. You can go for it. No, no I don't. I don't know. It would probably just have to be some sort of symphonic music. Just I don't know. Y'all always get me with you're, these questions. You're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna give him a puddle of mud album, right? No, right, Isaac? no. you know no. what? <laughs> Actually, it's it's gonna have to be Nookie. Wait, that's not the name of the album. What's the name of the album? Uh, no, no. <laughs> All right. Hot dog water. Yeah, let me. Five yeah, or something. let me just hear whatever oh. you had to say is way. Hot more dog important. water, the starfish, chocolate, something, right? Yeah, yeah. Or um, yeah. what I was gonna say anyway. is my buddy Elvin. They're in like a it's like a rock band, but it has a lot of like ska elements. It's very Long Beach. It's a very Long Beach um, band. Um, and his name's Elvin. It's the band's called Bathala. Um, they also okay. go by Rudy Fodalka. But I asked them the same question. They said any album on released by Motown because they felt like that era of music, that soul era, just encompassed okay. so much human emotion in it. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, music again coming back to is. Oh, bro, did about we lose feelings him? and emotions. Oh, no, he's back. No, he's Any back. Album, that, he like, paused for me. Yeah. I'm here. My bad. My... No, no, no. It, <laughs> it was probably me. Guys, but yeah, for that. Okay. You, but yeah, you were saying. Yeah, no, that's a really good reason to think about Motown, and uh, I would love that. That is a good music. answer. I think it does inc- involve that that passion, and um, yeah, man, I I'm listening to like old Marvin Gaye and uh, you know and Supremes and Miracles. Quite frequently, honestly, love love yeah. that. Lucas is just just fantastic songwriting in general. Do you know what I mean? You sh- yeah, you want to share a soul playlist after this? Okay, oh, yeah, I know what I, I know what I would show them. I would probably show them Radiohead or Bjork, just because sure. it's a really great fusion oh, yeah. of rock sensibility and electronic music. Yeah, I don't sense. know. Like, I think it's. A, I think it's. A, I think yeah. that's an extremely acceptable choice, sir. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that one. Fine yeah. with me. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so I want to go back to so you heard gorillas, saw the visual component to it, you experienced the playfulness, and you're like, oh, and that like really made you start really getting into music, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that and Guitar Hero. Oh, (laughs) now that's really kind of interesting too because you know I think that there when I was younger, you know Tony Hawk. And the soundtrack for Tony oh, Hawk was the thing that got a lot of kids in, interested in music, and yeah. got a lot of kids interested in what else was out there. You know, so I, it's just it's funny the way that um, you know a different medium can really just through the act of playing a video game really gets you involved in in different kinds of music. So yeah, Guitar Hero has like a wide selection. It does of different kinds of music to listen to. I could solely see how that would, you know, uh, just bleed into, uh, you know, your, your mind. It, that happens all the time, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah Guitar Hero, for sure. Yeah, Guitar Hero, Parappa the Rapper, all those other yeah. kind of, like, musical games. What's funny, too, is that, uh, so FL Studio Performance Mode is how I play live. It's very similar to Ableton, but I used to tell people all the time, like, oh, yeah, I just go up there and play Guitar Hero with my own music. It's like when I'm mm-hmm. just timing mm-hmm. all the button presses with, like, how the loops did come out, and I'm just playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Just to really get a little more control of what's going on. So yeah, 
Hell yeah. So if you had to pick three artists, you can only see three artists live, who would they be? Only in the world? Um, yeah, like, like they. It, it doesn't matter if they're dead or alive. Top three artists uh, you want to see live. Thundercat, Flying Lotus, and Linkin Park, because those are the three best shows I've ever played. Oh, okay. To. Those are some pretty damn even... good answers. Yeah, and Linkin Park, I'm not a huge fan, but they know how to put on a show. They can throw it. Honestly, I know new metal is controversial, but Linkin Park, just, they did it best, I swear to God. Like, uh. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Corn. Oh. I, I, I can't really get with Limp Biscuit. I know I made a joke about it. I just, I don't know. But Linkin Park is just timeless. Uh. Right. No love for Linkin Park, even Chris. I, I'm I don't even like give my opinion on these things. <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Nobody's feelings are opinion. gonna get hurt. It's just opinions. I just no, I can't. I don't think I don't like any of that shit. I can't stand. <laughs> okay, so there's a picture of you as a, a, a really young kid with a nine inch nails hat on. Was that what yeah, got? Is... So was that what started it for you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> well, because, uh, yeah, because I remember, like, even the 90s, alternative music was, is, and let me tell you, I love that music, but it was guitar-driven, it was all, it was, it, was, it was Nirvana, it was Smashing Pumpkins, these are all bands I love a lot, I'm saying right now, but it was just funny to see all these bands that were clearly guitar-based, and, uh, you know, like, whether it be Soundgarden, Nirvana, or Smashing Pumpkins, and then, like, every other band after those ones copying those ones in some way, you know what right. I mean? And then, um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, and Nine Inch Nails. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? How does that fit in with whatever alternative music is supposed to be? Because that doesn't sound like any of these other bands right. that you listed. And it's just as popular. And I don't know, something about the fact that that was uh, really, you know, really like nothing else sounded like it. Right. And nothing else really does at the time, particularly that album and the stuff he did before it. And there was just a lot of sound experimentation, a lot of different textures going on there that wasn't anywhere else. And a lot of like really um, interesting, authentic, like authentic imagery. It wasn't just like shock value stuff or goofy shit. Like this was like this was like high art. You know that video for you know the closer. That's fucking high art, man. It's creepy. It's strange. It's interesting. It's haunting. And it's not even. But it's abstract. It's nothing like silly about it. There's nothing like right. you know. There's no. There's no like you know purposeful theatrics to it it's just like straight up like very interesting unique art you know it's very artful and and dark and it was authentic too like this was an authentic person making this music like they weren't even trying to pretend to be something they didn't like have to go out of their way to like do shock tactics or anything it just the, their mere presence and their artistic vision was enough and um, yeah, man, it was so, and it was done by one person. Like that was the other thing too. I mean, like I remember I bought the album. It's like Nine Nails is Trent Reznor. And I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, I mean, I don't have to get a band together. Like that's great. I didn't know you. Yeah, I can make even more interesting sounds that way, and I can be in control of it. You know, that's for, uh, set the tone for a lot of things for me afterwards, for sure. And it continues to. And he's still fucking awesome. And Trent Reznor's still fucking cool as shit, man. He just did a song with Tobacco. Like, give me a break. Like that guy when he damn. goes on tour. He specifically curates like really other really interesting maverick artists to open for him. Like people who have opened for him in the past have been the Icarus Line and then fucking One O Tricks Point Never and Tobacco. Like these are who he selects to open for him because they're other maverick artists that have their own complete thing. You know what I mean? They're not trying; they just are, and it creates this world without even trying. Without even thinking, how can I scare people? How can I do something interesting? How can I? They're not even fucking thinking that way. They just do, and it happens, and it's fucking cool, man. It's like the, um, 
you know, the the fashion designer Steve McQueen and the way that he approached like fashion and, and, and his visions and stuff like that. It's really cool. A really cool fashion designer, Steve McQueen. Anyway. Okay, did I answer the question? <laughs> Aaron, Quiz has another great question. Quiz wants to know yeah. what your go-to karaoke song is. Yeah, uh, so I read it. It's Every Time by Boy Pablo. Jesus. Oh, okay. nice Very choice. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I would yeah, love to have back a, a karaoke the, kickback with the homie. Yeah, so actually, I'm not a, I need to do karaoke more. Uh, Frank told me that they learned how to sing from doing karaoke. And I feel like I did something similar because I had a long commute. <laughs> And I was working at Google back in the day where I would just like sing soul songs in my car because I got nothing else Ooh. to do for like 45 minutes. And then I realized I want to do vocals on my next project when I started harmonizing on that song. I was like, ooh, am I Hell yeah. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. <laughs> I actually I learned that. a lot of songwriting from them too because they have a genius episode where they talk about how they write their songs. And they said just write every song like a love song no matter what you're talking about. Like one of their more popular songs is about them missing playing their PS3. So my song, oh. Move Your Body actually uh i you know the song's oh, okay move your body I mean, yeah absolutely yeah. some fucking um, vocals on that yeah and the song actually Hot the track. lyrics i wrote is about like godzilla coming out and like running away from you so you're gonna move oh, your really? body and i just wrote it oh, dude, song. that's just that's <laughs> that's so, so fun dude fun i'm yeah. dying i didn't know that <laughs> yeah, i'm loving this that's like the, that's the actual so like fun. lyrics but it's supposed to sound like a love song even though <laughs> i love it man i get i literally visualize like I just visualize imagery too when I listen to that album, and it looks like the album cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh man! By the way, that's such a great album cover. Thank <laughs> yeah, great. it is. Your album covers yeah. always smack. Thank who you. Who does yeah. your art again? Can you? Um, who does the art again for you? Yeah, their name. I think they're like you know their Instagram name is Mickey yeah. N one six three, and wow. they said their name's Michaela, but uh, they're based out of I think Virginia. How did you yeah, get? How did cool. you get hooked up with them? Yeah, so it's actually a funny story. So like, uh, I guess one thing about me is that. So just being a black artist, I was like, you know what? One thing I was trippy is that I started like I played my show in Pukari Sweat like a while ago. Hell yeah. And like the you know, fans that showed up were just happened to be these two dudes that like were also black and I was like Nice. Like, whoa, like you know, there's other you know, like I wouldn't I unintentionally made music for people like me, you know what I mean? Even though yeah. I make music for myself and then you attract people like you and I Very like, cool. What? We're like you know, like that's so cool. So then from that, I was like, okay, well, other, I guess, like, black people are also resonating with music that I make because it's just phenomenal. It's essential of yourself. So I was, like, scrolling through, like, black art on Instagram. Like, I think it was, I forgot the hashtag was, and I found uh, Mickey N through that. And wow. then I, you know, DM'd I love them, that. Like, hey, are your commissions open? And then, uh, or no, I checked to see if the commissions are open, and they weren't. And I was like, oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. But I still followed them. And then they DM'd me the next day, like, oh, my God, you're Groovy Godzilla. I love your music. I can't believe you followed me. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, I wanted Amazing. to ask you an album cover, and they were like, of course I want to do an album cover. Oh, that's so, so great. Like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, they knocked Amazing. it out of the park, too. Oh, yeah. they did. And I think yeah. that that's, uh, you know, and like on another note, you know, I think that you're really inspiring a lot of people who maybe didn't, you know, who, who are really into Vaporwave or Future Funk or into other weird subgenre music that are people of color. And they might be like, they're like, oh, wow, like, you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay for me to, to like all this and to be involved in this and to have a voice here. You know what I mean? There's room for me to have a voice here. And it's encouraged. And, like, look at him. That's fucking awesome. And he's so yeah. much fun, so comfortable out oh, there. Yeah. I can be comfortable, too. You know what I mean? I think it's, uh, I don't know, I think you're doing a, a lot I of I really hope that. you're inspiring Vaporwave artists trying. to play more shows. Because, I mean, recently, there's been some Vaporwave artists that are really popular that packed out a stadium. You were there. And it's yeah, like, 
why are so many of my friends not playing shows? Is it because there's no movement in the area where they live? Is it because they're shy? Is it it's, because they're it's not hard. confident? Bro, like, I mean, I know that you like, yeah, everybody should learn how to use CDJs and stuff. But, like, I've seen people play oh, no, where they literally they just, like, bang down yeah. a beat. Like, really hey, well-known hey, artists. I, I, know, learn, I know I say, you know, learn to say, play CDJs, but that comes later. You know, I'm mostly giving you a hard I, time. What comes but first is getting yourself like, out even there. Even if you just play something. your music and dance, like, like getting Getting yourself out there and doing things is, is step get, one. And then the elevation of your abilities to perform is step yeah, two. Yeah, you, know you got to I mean? start and just, somewhere. And then, like, you know. You know the the uh, the uh, you know being being compatible in multiple different ways for multiple different re- things. You know what I mean? And that that comes later. I just, that comes way later. I I would I love mean, to see more of my friends on stage because like I've seen your stage it's, presence. It's it's lots of fun, both of you guys. But you know, definitely. Yeah, well, so, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Go you, you, no, no, Aaron, you go. You go. Right. I was gonna say so to your point. Uh, the reason why I put myself on this little groovy album cover was because I wanted people to know. I'm like, hey, this is what I look like. like yeah, I love man. that picture. That's the context so of the music cool. this is coming from. Amazing. Uh, plus, the guy, I was in Japan. It was just the perfect picture. I was like, this has to be an album cover. That's so good. Love <laughs> and it. And then to Isaac's point, I think it's a bit of a... So from my experiences, again, of like bop, flopping shows, it's a lot of it's marketing. And like music marketing is not easy. It's like, mm. it, it's easy once you understand it, but to understand it and to be good at it is like a whole different ball game. It is like... You know, no one just, you know, I think, yeah, um, there's courses out there that I highly recommend and stuff. But, yeah, it's definitely a, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like trying to cook without the, the, the recipe. You know what I mean? Like, you got to learn some recipes first before you can, like, actually start cooking. You know what right. I mean? For real, for yeah. real. But if you're just, like, kind of, like, just, oh, I see, like, this is what X, you know, chef does. I'm just going to try to do what he does. Like, you would never understand why he's doing that. Yeah. I mean? so, that's like, a without, really good point. Yeah, so I think shows are, like, really hard, especially because, like, if you think about it, like, I guess just as a quick, quick, you know, marketing, quick lesson. Someone buying your album, it's, like, 15 bucks, or, you know, let's say even, like, a digital album, it's, like, 8 bucks. How much does it cost to go to a show? You have to buy the gas, you have to convince a friend, you have to drive there, you have to be there, you know, sacrifice whatever you're going to do that night, buy, probably going to buy merch there, you have to buy the ticket, and you have to drive all the way back home. That adds up easily to, like, 10 times the value of just, like, listening or streaming an album, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, to convert someone from, like, just a fan to, like, a fan who will show up to your shows is, like, a whole oh, yeah. ball game. It's, yeah. like, ten times harder because it costs ten times the money realistically for that. People are lazy, game. man. Like, I am, too. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. all, like, you have to really like an artist to, like, you know, yeah. go to a show. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they can be a fan of you, but they're a fan of a lot of things. And maybe they already went to two other shows that month. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? And like now they're tired and they're like, ah, well, I guess I'll miss this one. You know, I went to go see another artist. You know, we listen to so much music. It's it is hard, particularly if you're a smaller or a more subculture artist, uh, yeah. you know, to get people to come out. And also, um, you know, you made such a really salient point about like, well, you know, you could see, you know, you never know like the way they make their food or the way they do their thing or the way they've made their success is not going to work. You know, you you know, you can't copy them completely. You're not. It's not going to work. You got to do it. You're, you have to figure it out yourself what works for you yeah. you know but um you know it's really hard uh, it's really yeah. hard out there uh and it's really uh difficult to you know even like if you're an artist to even figure out where to start you know you're like yeah. you don't even know where to start and mm-hmm. um you know i know we had a big show pretty recently right but we had that big show because there was already young bay has already been out there doing it for a long time and perfecting it and 
also elevating himself in the ranks of where of of, of this of the he's playing festivals with EDM artists. So now he's mm-hmm. going up against those people who really know how to put together like a visual performance too. You know what I mean? And really know how to get an entire group of people moving at festivals. So like Young Bay had to do this for like three, four years straight and more than a decade. He first album came out twenty fourteen. So. Oh no, I mean I mean with his live stuff. Of course. More oh, yeah, than a yeah. decade with the production. But I'm talking about like the first time he went out and started playing live you know, it was going to be just like a DJ set and there wouldn't be visuals and it would be kind of like, you know, he has a lot of charm, a lot of stage presence, but it wasn't perfected yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then he had to continue to do it, collab with artists, get bigger, Everybody bigger record deals, somewhere. get bigger record deals, start working on the visuals to, to meet, to match to the beats, start looking at bigger audiences and how they move and start looking at the at other big DJs who are maybe EDM that don't even exactly do what you do, but trying to do something that's similar to what they do. You know, like... And then he got really popular. And so, like, after he got really popular, right, that's when the other people were like, oh, all right, well, now it's safe for us to go on stage. And these were artists who were very popular, like Vantage or Macross, right, who also mm-hmm. played at that, right? And um, who, who was the other one that played? Somebody else really, night, really uh, good played. Right? Night, night Tempo? Night was tempo, it Night yeah. Tempo? Oh, Night yeah, Tempo's night tempo. pretty fucking phenomenal, actually. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't really know how often Vantage has played live. I don't think Macross has played live that often, right? And it wasn't until you had a huge artist, you know, right? An artist who's very popular too, like do all the work first to create, to curate a, a, uh, a spectacle. And then I feel like it was like safe for them to go and join up too, because, you know, like, well, you know, we're pretty popular too. We have a lot of fans, but now we can, we can play because Young Bay has done all this work to pave a giant wave for us, in my opinion. And honestly, I don't know. How was the show? How was it? Um... I think, <laughs> um, so I 1000% agree with you. I think this is monumental and I'm really happy they pulled it off. Uh, that being said, I'd give this show like a 6.5 out of 10. Yes. Um, okay. And I don't, I, I don't I want to sound, it, I, I, Hey, this is hot so, takes, man. Lay it on I me. I so don't want to sound cocky, but like the big thing that like really got me is like the visuals. It was just a logo the whole time. And I, I like, saw that. Very and that frustrating kind of fucking like, pissed me off. Yeah, because I'm like, all hell break, like all hell brick soups is literally he plays venues like that all the time. Like, have you not been on Twitter and seen his visuals from everyone else? This is what I'm saying. Well, like, I Chief really killed Flamingo. Chief Elite, All Hell Breaks Loops, Yovo's All, Nano Shrine, Data Girl. They're so skilled. That, it means yeah. that they don't. Well, I mean, with the, you know, Young Bay knows how to perform. Young Bay knows how to put together a DJ set that will move people. And um, just because you're an extremely popular artist and you know very well received and have a made an amazing producer, doesn't exactly know mean that you're you know what to do for live shows. You know, mm-hmm. you get a fucking visualist. You got sold out shows. You know what I mean? Fucking pressure's on, man. Like, get the visualist. Make sure your set moves people seriously. You know what I mean? Do it like, you yeah. know, do some do your homework. Yeah. Why we have great visualists. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have loved to have seen all hell breaks loops get like hired by somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? Never we formed. actually had a super cool anonymous response in our Google form that said something about visualists, actually. The response says, music, music, music. There's more to the scene than music. When are you going to invite more aesthetic guests like Lunitas, Sleep Pattern, Ming, or Empress? <laughs> and I feel that on oh, a yeah, spiritual good. level because the visualists oh, absolutely sure are just oh, as skilled yeah. and on. just as important and, also, and should be paid just as well Alex- as the musicians. Alex makes a good point that it's true. It's industry stuff. You can't upstage the headliner. And that is true, he's particularly at dance party. He's not wrong. And that's true, particularly at, like, dance party, typical dance party EDM shows. Like, they, like, 
drop the volume very low for the openers and stuff like that. But that's, but most of the time with those things, it's usually cheap. like a local act that they have that's opening for them, and it's like the one big 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 act. But I've gone to shows where it's been like for EDM shows where they've had like like Set the Sky and San Holo all playing at the same time, and they fucking let Set the Sky fucking do all kinds of crazy shit too. So like. You know, I think it's if they were if that was the case and they were telling the first few acts, you know, telling Vantage of all people to be like, oh, keep it down a notch. Like, fuck you. This is not like your typical EDM like show. Like, let Vantage do exactly what they want to do. They're phenomenal producers and like give them the visuals, give them lights too. The kids will be even more happy if you allow them to do that. This maybe they maybe they interpreted the show wrong, the promoters, and they definitely did if they treated it like this was like a Young Bay show and these are just openers. It's not the way it should be. And so, yeah. yeah, maybe that maybe that was the case, and that sucks. You know what I mean? Two, two points to follow off on that. Vantage, I think, had the best visuals, but even then, oh, it was nice. Just like Vantage the is the shit. With his logo, they're all the shit. Like, they're phenomenal producers. I really like yeah. Vantage, man. I don't know, personal yeah. favorite. Yeah, are you kidding me? Snow Dream is amazing. The whole fucking that whole album is amazing. It's so fucking crisply produced. It boggles my mind. You can see why this is like a top artist, in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so Vantage, I think, had the best visuals, but even then, it was just looping anime gifts with, like, their logo. So another case of, like, I like those visuals, but I mean, like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, I could Google image search as well, yeah. LMAO. Is that Uh, really? Is that what it... Yeah, yeah. but uh, again, I I loved his set was probably one of the best. Um, And then another point I was going to make is the volume thing. I think that might have been at play. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, you know, there was the loudness wars, but I'm the type of person that, again, bad for my health. I will not wear earplugs because I want... To hear music i want to just i want to come out of the show like hey what 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 <laughs> right <laughs> i mean and uh i was with my brother and i was like hey bro do you want some water not even screaming at him and i wanted to like have to sc- like hey do you want what it was just so quiet i like couldn't feel the bass in my chest and that was mm. a huge bummer especially when i was in the pit were you in the pit that was my second question yeah all right i was in the pit yeah I was like, I can't even turn that shit up here i was like yeah. really that's a yeah. shame and I really, some of my buddies that wear earplugs were like, I didn't need them. And I'm like, I mean, like, oh, please tell me Daniel wore his earplugs. <laughs> I don't know if he did, but I know a booty wizard. I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't wear his because it was so quiet. And it was ironic, too. It was virtual memory the night before. He definitely had him. <laughs> LMAO. Yeah, yeah, LMAO. yeah, dude. Those, that bass is thumping. Virtual yeah. memory. It's, it's still a monumental show, though. You I know agree. What I mean? Yeah. Because Macross? it's like, it's step one. It's honestly like a step one show. It's like, you know what? It is like well, people know Young Bay, but maybe the average person doesn't know these people. Let's introduce them to mm-hmm. them as well. This will be the introduction show. And then maybe in a year or so, they'll get their own big stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's right. like crazy. And that means that there's room for more future funk and vaporwave artists to start kind of slowly sleeping, seeping in until there can be, you know, another maybe multiple festivals maybe electronicon is one festival but then there's other ones too you know what i mean in the yeah, same way right. there are is in the edm world where you have like yeah you know, you've got an ultra festival but you've also got an edc you also got a moonrise you've also got like a buku and all this other stuff right so you know maybe that happens with us who knows yeah maybe this yeah. is the first step towards uh, introducing the world to that I- the, the larger world to this to that idea i don't know yeah maybe uh, maybe I will, I will playing off of that too i will give credit to advantage i think one thing so one, I guess another big point of like why I maybe sound like kind of like, it's not because I'm like, oh, we do it better, but more just because I was excited to learn. I was like, these are the, the legends, the best in the business. Right. And like to see the performance be like, 
oh, okay. Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer. But I was able to learn two things, I think. Uh, one, from Vantage, I didn't realize how much stage present you can have by just enjoying your own music. Like, they had, like, the funniest, like, head bop, but, like, you can tell, like, the music, he, it was in his body. You know what I mean? It's just something about him, not, even though he didn't do a lot of movement, you could just tell, like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I love the music as much as he does. You know what I mean? Um, and another point is the Macross taught me. So I just did a show recently for it with the VA10 Association in Arizona. And as I was flying there, I was like, man, I didn't really think about, like, I'm going to be in a different state. Like, what do I do to make it more local? And I kind of just blanked out and just did a normal set. But to see Macross show up in, like, an L.A. Lakers jersey and then also drop California Girls and then before he played Fun Tonight, drop Snoop Dogg saying West Coast. <laughs> like, uh, that's just so, like you know how to play to the crowd like you know like this is my first time in la hell i'm gonna be la You're so la it's just like hell yeah so you know funny. like the amount yeah. of respect i had to like to see how That's they like awesome. really cherish the you know where i grew up is like you you are a genius <laughs> you know what I mean? awesome even though i feel like some of the transitions could have been a little but the fact that they like you know did that is like oh i learned something from across and on top of that He's Macross. Like, that was the best, one of the best sets I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was yeah, for sure. so much fun, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, he just, yeah, he's, a, he's the, like the first. Macross. Yeah. <laughs> he's the first, man. I got yeah, some questions really for you, Aaron. Down. You play yeah. a lot of happy music, or just yeah. kind of lighthearted or just pensive, generally, like, positive-sounding music. Is there is there any music that you like, like, do you have any go-to, like, sad music? or angry music um, or like what do you go to when you like when when there's bad vibes uh probably like uh so if i want to feel like like aggressive death rips for okay. sure like whatever Very i cool. scale from the death rips. rips um post hardcore rocks like a lot of the fall of troy hell yeah still in the mood, like very like I'm going you would like, add yeah. the drive-in fan um i haven't listened to a lot of them but i'm familiar with them very cool um and then for sad music Maybe like jazz. There's some really sad jazz. True. Very reflective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably all I can think of the top of my head. Um, very cool. So yeah, and you know what's uh, one more thing I'll pull out is uh, I really like listening to uh, like mainstream hip hop with uh, beats that are very like uh, like lo-fi or like low-end style because I think it's almost at that point kind of like a satire on like the lifestyle they're presenting of like it's like oh I got all this money I'm a gangster yada yada right. But when you put like a low-end like sad beat behind it it's like what are you really bragging about? You know what I mean? Like that kind of like. Good point. And I think it's only me that feels that. I think I think Wade. Can you give us any examples? That, like a uh, trilogy by John Wayne. Okay. Like it's oh like John really Wayne. Like, you know, okay, something reflective else. type beat, but the dude's like, I'm <clears> such <throat> a gangster, and it's like you know, being a gangster ain't always so nice. You know what I mean? Wow. There's definitely some downsides to it, and I think that's like the kind of the. I don't know if satire is the right word, but the like the. I'll take it. Know, like a weird juxtaposition. Thank. Yeah. Oh, wow. There, there go, we go. Yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, but if I could bring up one hot take, so please. I will oh, be oh, if you have any hot takes, just sh shout them out. Absolutely. I hope I hope it doesn't come too like aggressive. I'm not coming from bad intentions here, but I want to know how can you separate the art and the artist? I can't. I can't do it. And I have. A I just don't pay them for their work. Yeah, yeah. I listen to their music and I do not pay them. And the people that I love, I pay them extra. Easy. Yeah, but I mean, so here's here's my uh my rebuttal you know how much music there is in the world good point you can just listen to other music That's like not true. wrong for me it's like i would much like if r kelly is terrible 
I don't need to listen to them. There's other great music out there with vocals on it, like Damn. Skeleton Lipstick, for example. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? I, there you, you go. Just, I, you and you know I, what? Skeleton Lipstick got, isn't a shitty person, to my I, knowledge. So I'm going to listening to him. I'm not. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's <laughs> not on my no, shit list. No I just, knowledge. If I, don't, I am if the a good person. Great, Thank you. I'll just, I'll just listen to someone else. I mean, so this is true. I know a lot of music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that so that works for me often, but. It doesn't work for me all the time. There are some artists that um, the problem happens in that after I've heard the song or heard the music or experienced the art, I cannot be, I, and if it's really important to me, if it's an artist I don't give a fuck about or whatever, I, I kind of half listen to, half didn't. I'll be like, ah, fuck them. Exactly. I'll listen to something else. But sometimes it does happen to one or two artists that you know really do move you or the work did move you back in the day. And uh, I can't go back and unlisten to it. I can't go be unmoved by it. You know what I mean? Like I have no control over that. I can't erase that memory. I listen to the Smiths. Morrissey's a fucking piece of shit. But I listen to the Smiths. I listened to that. Started, I listened to that music a long time ago, and uh, those songs moved me and uh, spoke to me. And I cannot be unmoved once I've experienced it, right? Like, I can now no longer give money to that artist. I can no longer support that artist. But I cannot remove what what I felt and how I felt. That can't be done. I can't ignore that because I was moved by something. I cannot unmove myself. Now, this only applies to artists that were, uh, you know, that really did speak to me. Now, I mean, I am separating the art from the artist, but I can no longer be unmoved by that art. Now, once again, there's plenty of artists that are mediocre and have done shitty things or were pretty good and did shitty things. I don't give whatever, man. I don't want to I don't really want to listen to it because, you know, I'm not it didn't it, it wasn't that important in the first place. There's other artists to listen to. But once in a while, yeah, there is something like that that occurs, you know. So that's what I have to say about the subject. You know what I mean? It does. It is sometimes that you know, I can't I'll be, can't be unmoved by the thing that was really big to me. I can't erase the memory no matter what happens after it. And it's like, you know, my feelings about the art are my feelings and nobody yeah. else's. And they're not even the artist. You know what I mean? He made yeah. the, mu- the he or she made the music and they're the vessel for it. But with that art that came out of it, you know, my my interaction with it is mine. And that's that, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that's my answer. If I may ask, so do you still actively listen to the Smiths? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Fucking great music, great songs. Speaks so volumes to that to me. I'm uh, not going to pay for it. I have it burned, <laughs> you know. But also, other people were in that band too that are good people. You know what I mean? That didn't That's do true. anything wrong. What you just that, don't listen you know to I mean? Morrissey. No, I still listen to some Morrissey songs because there some Morrissey songs still speak to me. But he's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? I don't pay for it. I try not to listen to it on a streaming service where you can even get a fucking half a penny. You know what I mean? I, I've got I've got MP3s I've stolen, you know. But uh, so I'm some still of these suede head. some of these chats are golden. They're saying R. Skelly, and they're saying I would watch a trapped in the closet style miniseries based on Lipstick Elite. <laughs> man, Skelly quiz. Skelly man, <laughs> Skelly mansplaining separating the art uh, from the art. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oops. so here's know, the man. thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's for me, like, I think my equivalent, like, maybe the Smiths. All right, this is kind of what I want to get the root of, like. But I want to let you know again that there's a lot of artists that I'm only half moved by, and they go fuck yeah. themselves. I can't do anything. <laughs> it didn't move me that much. Yeah. So one artist that really moved me that I just 
every time any snippet of their voice comes onto it, I just immediately skip. It's Kanye West because his oh, statement, even though he has, you know, <laughs> wow, has, I'm has not the only one that can't stand Kanye West. Even I know he has some, you know, I don't want to like call him out, but yeah, I know he has like some things going on in his life. But like his statements <laughs> have like actively influenced me in a negative way in my life, like in oh, IRL context. Yeah, there's just no way. There's like I just, and he has some songs that I'd like really like as a person who grew up in the environment I did that I'm like, it's you know, it was so good to hear music that like kind of reflected that. But to yeah. just have him go off and do that was, I could never, ever hear a single audio waveform of your voice ever again. Yeah, man. You, wow. You've outgrown it. It sounds like not only do you not really want to listen to him, but you also have kind of outgrown it. Yeah, well, Maybe. I mean, or some no. of this stuff is timeless. Or do you want to go back and listen timeless. to him? And I, yeah. No, I, no, I mean that so... you have, like, you don't need it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you don't no, no, want to hear this, it. Some of the or... stuff I want to hear, but I'm like, no, I just, no. Okay. Well, not yeah, and I, don't, I, yeah. I even like don't like bringing it up because I don't want people to go listen to Kanye West episodes. That's how much I, <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> honestly, man, that's why I want to bring it up. Just, I know he's so, been through a lot with his mom dying and everything, but and I don't know what sort of unaddressed mental health yeah. issues the man has going on. But I know he he treats his fans like shit. And but I guess the what I really wanted to like get to on the root was like, how does music? I don't know. So you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, and that's why I was trying to say, you know, I'm coming from good intentions. It's just. I want to understand how music moves you because no music has moved me to the point where like, oh yeah, no matter what they did, I would still listen to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. But I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe I'm too, I don't know. Spoke to me. I might, I might be the me. black one. Yeah. No, man. It spoke to me. It moved me. It made me cry. It made me feel something. Made me, me inspired me to write something or do something. And that's my interaction with it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. mine. And it has nothing to do with I don't fucking give a fuck about most artists, honestly, most of the time. Like, I don't want to be like any artist, personally. I think I'm just not, I don't want to be like myself. So it's not like these are any of my fucking heroes or whatever. It's my interaction with the thing. You know what I mean? And the thing moved me. The thing felt like it was part of me. What they made, not them. I don't even I mean, I sure do hate when I find out that an artist, whose art that I love is a total jackass. Something dies inside of me a little bit. Like, even if they're just not very nice to people, something inside me dies a little bit. But, like, I get it. So not all artists made if by someone good could do people. it if someone can do something better and here's the thing at the end of the day um i don't know man i don't really think many people have written better lyrics than those fucking smith songs uh dead serious i don't think they, that people yeah. have ever captured people try and tell me the cure this and that i don't really agree with that um, i love the cure <laughs> but there you're wrong you don't it lacks a sense of bizarre weird poetry that 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 thing that that, that those fucking albums did this weird like laconic malaise you know it was it was a unique character that was created in that music I really yeah. hate that I'm talking about it this much. So like, I don't care that much, fun. but, but, I'm, but that's like, you know, it was something different and it hasn't been, it hasn't really been equaled um, to me at least. And um, piece of shit. Yeah. Don't give them any fucking money, but yeah, don't, don't give them interaction. money. My interaction is my interaction and no one is allowed to take it away from me at the end of the day because I can't untake it away from myself. <laughs> like I, yeah. I felt the thing. I always, I feel things pretty deeply. And uh, I felt that thing, the thing, particularly with music and art, and the thing I felt, I felt it deeply. And uh, I can't erase that memory. I feel it's it. That. Yeah, so, and that's completely, again, I'm not saying this to come off as, like, negative or, like, oh, but, uh, and Oh, no, I'm you're not. I, it's okay, interesting cool. to talk Yeah, about. I don't think so either. Um, I think these are really important conversations for us to have that people are afraid to have. This is what we do on yeah. Hot Takes, my man. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, Indie uh, Advent wants to know what you think about Tupac and Biggie. Tupac and Biggie? Like, how do you feel about Tupac and Biggie? 
I mean, uh, they're cool. I mean, uh, like, what dynamic of them? Like, them as a people? Or? I guess I'm assuming um, he's referencing separating the yeah. art from the artist conversation. Like, uh, oh, he says the gang like, rivalry. He wants to know about the gang rivalry. Oh, the gang rivalry? rivalry. We the gang rivalry. Um, I think it was a marketing stunt that went way too far, and I think, um, I think yeah, it probably was very negative. Uh, have you ever watched a documentary on Suge Knight? I don't even want to talk bad about Suge Knight because that's a legitimately scary person. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. So I think it, it was a marketing thing that just got way out of hand. Um, and in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I watched a documentary in which the hitman that had killed Tupac actually was trying to kill Suge Knight, and his wife had put a hit on him. That's just like a FBI investigation. Who knows what actually happened? But yeah, so Tupac actually wasn't supposed to die that night. He was, oh uh, no shit! To be night. Yeah, if I if the documentary. If I want to say that happened in correct. my city, right? Yeah. Down I on the scene. Yeah. yeah. And I would have loved to have seen Tupac's career unfold because that was a fucking unique character. That guy was oh, yeah. a cow. He was a cowboy. He was yeah. uh, so interesting and like so so charming and and so like straightforward and just look the reporters in the eye and say whatever was on his mind in the in this really interesting way that I've never seen any other person do in any yeah. interview and any artist be like behave like this person is so interesting in, in a way that was uh you know like a hot-headed charisma um yeah man, it's such a fucking shame um yeah because he was True. so unique and I, and it kills me because like kids don't really you know they didn't get to see him in his prime they didn't get to see him when he was being interviewed and they are going to forget about this this personality and um i don't know very I haven't true. seen someone with his type of personality since, and I'm like, man, I wish. I hope people go back and look at the old interviews and stuff. He was an interesting guy, and uh, yeah, I would have loved to have seen his. I hate when artists are taken away from us before we've really seen what else they can do. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the that's agree, the worst yeah. thing in the world, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You haven't? Do you have an artist that you think of that you know that they either the band broke up or the artist stopped producing or they uh, maybe yeah. even passed on? Like that you wish, like man, I wish I could have seen what they were gonna do next. Super easy, MF Doom. Oh, so oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I was so uh -huh. hurt. Yeah, that I was know, so right? terrible, man. Yeah, this guy was so and prolific. Yeah, yeah, I just would have. Oh, yep, mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. Yeah, Quasimodo, MF Doom. Yeah, Quasimodo is uh, is Madlib, yes. Yeah. yeah oh, it's so Madlib. Like, Sorry, my bad. Yeah. For some reason, I thought MF Doom was Lord Quas. Oops. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But the rapping yeah. style is rather, you know, they definitely. I think they definitely have influenced each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. One like Madlib yeah. and and Mad and well, obviously Mad Villain, obviously the collab. But you know, right. the most yeah. famous collab. That collab, man, what an important album that was. <laughs> yeah, Mad Villain is the best album, I think. Like, yeah, it's so good. Hell yeah, it's so good. Yeah. 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 But real quick, I did want to reel it back a little bit to the art and artist thing, just because my last point I was going to make was uh, I Go think my music listening had shifted when I took a jazz history course in college uh, taught by Ray Briggs. And uh, one thing that was really interesting about the way they taught it wasn't just like, oh, and then Joel Coltrane made this song in 19 or 18, whatever, whatever. It was they taught it as an African-American history course, which was an extremely wow. interesting take on it because their point was they made this music because of the context of the world around them. Um, mm. And from that, every time I like, so a good example, I was just telling a, a chief this the other day, Chief Elite, that uh, yeah. John Coltrane, the reason why there is such an amazing saxophonist is because they fervently believed 
that they would learn how to play some lick on a saxophone or some chord that could like physically heal people of things like cancer and stuff like that. Wow. So they never stopped trying to get better. And that's why wow. they're like saxophone playing and musical ability is just beyond anything else is because they were literally every night just like, I could cure someone if I just kept playing. And that caught and that, and that so now wow. when I listen to him, I'm like, oh, this dude was like really, you know what I mean? And they like a hear damn that. shaman, fascinating, yeah, or they, bro. <laughs> yeah, or even like wow. even more negative sense. When I listen to Charlie Parker, I'm like, that guy was high on heroin. Oh my lord. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's I mean? really funny. Like you so, know. You know, so now when I listen to you know other folks, I'm like, you were telling me they were doing that back when they made like ignition. Oh my god. <laughs> you know yeah, like, that's crazy. So, they were all addicted yeah. to heroin. I didn't. They made that kind of music. That's insane. I don't know how exactly. did that. Yeah. How could they function? So wow. And they're yeah. they're so, so they, like good at what they do too. It's just a layer of the music I think that like is you know part of the listening experience for me and even when I make music it's like even though if I do it unintentionally it's like funny I'll try to make other genres and my friends would be like this is definitely like trap but it's it's still you like you just couldn't yes. remove yourself from it no matter how hard you tried and I'm like oh well shit I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah I think that like element of an artist is just the context of the world and stuff and yeah I don't know so yeah, that, that's maybe just maybe we just listen to music differently, and that's what it comes down to. And that's what well, let me ask about. you this: How do you know when a song grabs you? Uh, it just does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Have you noticed any patterns in what you like, or like, does stuff grow on um, you? Does it hit immediately? So, like, you know, it's speaking, we talked a lot about Madlib. To Madlib's point, if the beat ain't good, the song ain't good. And for me, another thing I use, I watch a lot of rhythm roulette. So like a lot of my music just comes from like hip hop, like people I look up to in hip hop. And uh, one good point, I think it was maybe Black Milk that did never rhythm roulette, but they talked about like how the drums are the most important part of a song, which I completely agree with these days. Because if you if you listen to music and you really listen, you'll notice that the drums always come through clear over everything else. And that's True. what to me marks a good song. It, like even without like, you know, I'm not like, oh, if drums aren't loud, then it's not a good song. but usually like nine times out of ten if the, if the drums come out really clear and the drum work is great that is like immediate like oh yeah the song is just yeah i just understand the rhythm i'm just yeah yeah it. It, if okay. you want to make people move in general like if you're doing a dance song and you really want to make people move in general i think it was actually like james brown who said like treat every instrument like it's a drum you know what i mean like ah, treat see, every okay. instrument like it's a drum like when you play your synth line try and make it syncopated like it's like a drum you know what i mean don't just go off and like do like a guitar solo but on a keyboard you know what i mean i mean you can but like i'm saying if you want to make something that is specifically meant to only make people move yeah treat everything i actually try and do that a lot with songs when i write them if i want to try and write a dancier song like i try and pretend like i think in my head like what james brown said like pretend every instrument is a drum you know what i mean and like play your your synth line like it's a drum do your your pad almost like it's a drum you know what i mean like yeah for sure the drum is uh yeah it's got a kick if you don't kick yeah it's not gonna move all right it's gotta hit hard so like well, what's your favorite kind of like beat like do you like four on the floor do you like boom bap do you like break beats like <laughs> i think my buddy zero explained it best but the types of beat that like break your neck from just trying to keep up with it just so okay out, you're just like, hell yeah i feel that do you like do you like trap or do you think it's overrated Oh, I think it's good. I think it has a time and a place. Someone like yeah. Hatsu, I think, does it, you know, I think that's a another great juxtaposition where the song is, yeah. a lot of his music is so beautiful. Like, Bossa uh, is just an, an amazingly beautiful song, but it's trap drums the whole I time. I feel that, yeah. Yeah. And even trap drums are more aggressive, they're more up-tempo. Oh, yeah, like, like some like of that drill trap. shit is, like, very, oh, like, like, we're going to go, like, bang some people, going to hit a lick, like, it's yeah. fight time. Mm -hmm. Oh, someone so, brought up Shigeto. Are you a Shigeto fan? 
Um, she get uh. I'll be honest. I'm not too familiar. Maybe I just, I'd have to see the name. Honestly, like I think I think that's Kev running Rosewood, LA. Shigeto, personally, I love Shigeto. Yeah. Not bang some <sighs> quiz. Never mind. Don't. I can't with this man. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say next? I forgot I was gonna say next. Uh, I, don't know. I got. I, I mean, I got one for you. Back back going back yeah. to the equip episode. We were talking about album artwork. Yeah, what yeah. is like do you think you always commission great people to do your work like how yeah, important is album artwork to you phenomenal album artwork. um oh yeah so shout out to mickey especially the newer stuff uh, i don't know if you can see it but yeah see i got even got it framed <laughs> i know <laughs> but, uh, right nice i think it's extremely important especially in the marketing i mean i hate to be the, the mickey, but you know one it's like it represents the music but also like yeah. you know when you're scrolling through spotify you're scrolling through youtube what are you going to click on you know what i mean like you have to encompass like why someone should listen to your album in the art and like it both has to represent the music and also be a reason to listen to the music at the same right. time um and i think that's the challenge of it so coming up with that idea what represents it and things of that sort so like for me when i'm thinking destroy all monsters i wanted to name it that because it was like a gamecube game i had played a lot as a kid uh, of a, a godzilla oh yeah game. i remember that oh. one yeah and that's essentially the game case cover but i wanted it in the sense of like my music where it's very anime more playful and such yes um and i worked with mickey for dirt to get that going you know what i mean so both the you know what vaporwave really what we're doing i, th I think well, I hope it's not a hot take, but I think what we're doing is the feeling Vaporwave is about is nostalgia. So how do I encompass nostalgia for, like, everyone who likes my music, including myself, because I like my own music, but also, like, you know, make it look like something you'd want to click on and go, oh, what's going on in there? You know what I mean? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, so can I ask you a question? So as someone yeah. who has phenomenal artwork and worked with a great artist and really was able to get their vision, you know, through... You know, sometimes that's it's sometimes it's hard to find the right artist to work with. Sometimes even when you find the right artist, it's actually kind of hard to get your vision, you know, to line up with yeah. theirs. So I have a question. Did you have to give her a lot of direction or did she just get it or did, was it tough? Like, honestly, like, I think that this is a thing that we that a lot of artists struggle with. And we don't even talk about that much. Is like the, the difficulty sometimes in finding someone to do artwork for you that feels like you and the difficulty sometimes in to them making art that captures the way you want it to, you know, that, that sort of, that sort of conversation that has to happen between artist and artist. So how was it for you? Yeah. So I'm not going to say this was a, this is maybe my hot take because I'm on hot takes, but that's right. how I would speak. This is my hot take. Yeah. Um, they do visual art. I don't, they know what's best. I just give them an outline. Oh, this guy says this shit all the time. That good. Yeah. I just was wow. like, Hey, look, here's the game. What it looks like. Can you draw it in your style? And like yeah. add your own elements to it. And they were like, yeah. And then they sent me back that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted." Because <laughs> it's it's you. You know, I wanted you to put yourself into it. And in fact, I even asked them like, "Hey, can you in implement your own stuff in it? Because it's your art as well." And they have yeah. their artist logo on the shirt of the little baby Godzilla. Oh no way! Oh, yeah, wow. that's their artist logo. Very cool. I was like, "Yeah, this is as much yours as it is mine." You know what I mean? This is your art. It's just Amazing. working together on it. So Man like, of the people, yeah. right here. Yeah. Amazing. So literally, my best advice would be don't just let them do their thing that's because why would you choose them if you didn't like their thing why would you choose them to do it absolutely you, you didn't like that yeah i mean that's why we commissioned beef fanty to do our yeah, art and, and sega octopus and will and you all know kinds of people get. exactly yeah, and yeah, it's absolutely. good like and we don't want to so tell your them advice that. is pick the artist that you like a lot and then yeah. Yeah. Let them do their thing. Yeah. Let them exactly. do their thing. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the best advice to give. 
Yeah, one thousand percent. So I, what are some like? Yeah, go for it. I'm sorry, I, I I didn't mean to change the subject. What are some other examples of some of your favorite album art that you think is really representative, like the sound of the album, or just um, just makes you want to listen to the album? I think uh, um, an album that makes me want to listen to the album. So the thing that pops in my head is uh, Donuts from Jay Dilla. Okay, yeah. just yeah, like, that, that's great. That smile on, on that on cover. His head, that smile, just like. It's yeah. like it's smug, but also like playful at the same time. Right. Love it. Playful. I just latched onto it. I don't know why. Oh, it's was like, because it's like. So, I think it is. It's, so it's just he's cheesing it's on the cover. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it's like there's so much confidence in that smile, but also like smugness of like, you're gonna like this album. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. Like, this is like the love best that. album. Come on. That's funny. You know. So <laughs> yeah, and just you know they represent Detroit, their hometown. And again, that whole context thing of the artist that I kind of listen to my music with. Um, it's just, it, you know, yeah, that's probably donuts. But uh, one other thing, I, I remember what I was going to bring up earlier. So I wanted to, so I, I think, you know, just mocking hot takes, you seem very, well, both of you seem very artistic. So one thing I heard oh. from taking a music, yeah, <laughs> taking a music marketing course, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I, sli- I agree with it and it hurts me that I agree with it. But uh, mm. so the manager of the Eagles, you know, the band, the Eagles, uh, they were quoted saying that, the music is actually just marketing to the actual thing they want you to buy. Like, even mm. though it is this beautiful art piece, at the end of the day, on the business side of things, it's just marketing. Like, the actual Ooh. music that you love so much, that hurts. it's all just marketing to get you to buy a CD. It's like, He-Man wasn't real, it was just to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ouch. I've been played. Um, so, the question the, is that you're saying the, that... Go ahead. How say. does that statement make you feel of that? music is just marketing to get you to buy something whether it's uh, no it's, that's not true no it's not true not true <laughs> he's wrong not even no. not i even mean it's true it's true shift or you think uh, it's just objectively no. false no i i mean he's right it does get you to buy things that's like a thing but um maybe soundtracks no 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 i mean i see i i it's true i'm trying to think of how to word this um it's just like you know if you're an artist and you make music you're just you're gonna do it whether you're making money or not um you know we all make music and we do it whether or not we're gonna get get a lot of money or get a lot of fans or or make a big impact you can't not do it half the time you know what i mean like you know you can walk away from it but you come back to it and um i'm sure the pro it's a beautiful product right music is a very beautiful product so especially beautiful music so of course anything beautiful has the power to sell things right but you know i mean that's not all it is it's beautiful it's beauty and even without the marketing it's still beauty even without selling anything it's still beautiful so it's not just that it can be used for that and used very well for that but that's not all it is at all in any way no art is I, that was the best answer I'd ever. You know, but it still it. is. You know, it still totally has that power, <laughs> yeah. right? I guess it's beautiful things. A beautiful woman has the ability to, uh, you know, to, to move me and be like, I want to buy you a nice dinner. A beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful woman down there right now has that ability, right? Oh, but man. But still beautiful whether or not I'm paying her. Uh, I'm not paying her. Paying, buy, buying for dinner. That's what I meant by that. Please. Let me, <laughs> oh, let me man. Let's get there. I'm buying dinner. Anymore. I'm taking her out to a nice dinner. She's still beautiful. Um, I, I watched you know the hot takes and uh, uh, some things I can't, I can't listen to them anymore. I was dead. Hey, <laughs> you got to separate the art from the artist, motherfucker. 
I paying. That's good. If I was paying, that wouldn't that make me good? Like, yeah. I, I did. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, you guys are fucking hilarious. Um, but um, you know what I'm saying. So it's not just that. It just it just has the ability to also do that. In addition to many other uh, oh, amazing quiz. attributes that beautiful art has the ability to do. Beautiful art has has the ability to be the most expensive thing in the entire world, right? Like a Francis Bacon painting and sell for like. I don't even fucking know. It's $300 million. Like, that's crazy. So it can be marketed well, but it's it's because it's beautiful. It was made whether before it was known that it could make that much money. And now I mean, am I making yeah. sense? You make 1,000% sense, and I'm glad I asked you because everyone else I've asked has been like, no. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because it's Yeah, not. that's a shitty thing <laughs> yeah. to say, like, no. It's like, no, why? Because it's not, and I don't want to talk about it. You should go away. I know, right? No <laughs> answers. Come you on. You know what? And, like, good for you, man, for challenging people by asking them that question because, like, it, it fucking makes them think. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it makes them think, like, all right, it's important. Tell me why it's important. And, like, that's a really important thing for people to examine why they feel strongly about things, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they're mm -hmm. particularly if they're artists, you know what I mean? Don't just yeah. get offended. Think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Think about it, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, on the topic of bad art, do you want to shout out some examples of some really bad album artwork? Oh, uh, bad album artwork? Um, so the thing about bad album artwork is that it's not memorable. And so yeah. I would... Very good point. <laughs> oh, very good wow. point. If you answer. don't remember it, it <laughs> just means true. that it wasn't very good. Like, Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting, too. Um, yeah, if I don't remember it, it means it wasn't I've literally good. said that to Lux before. Like, I don't recall that restaurant, so I must. it must have been very unremarkable food. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. I think about album artwork that I think is really bad. And like, I think I only think I, I only remember it because we were talking about how bad it was. Like, so, but does that mean it was bad? You know, maybe right. it wasn't bad. Like the Yeah Yeah Yeahs cover for that album Mosquitoes is is a bad album art cover. It's really ugly looking, but maybe it is a bad art. Maybe it is not bad because I still remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, really bad artwork. I I wouldn't remember. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my yeah, exactly. god! I've never seen this album artwork before. What the fuck is this? Oh, you're looking at yeah, yeah, as mosquito. <laughs> oh man, it's, really it's like Nirvana's album, but like way stupider. It looks like a really bad garbage pails kid, like, <laughs> like trading card, but like three-dimensionally rendered. Yeah, this is like some really bad like baby's first render. Well, actually, but now I think I only remember it. Be I only think it's bad because the first time I looked at it, I had like a conversation about it, how silly it was with all my friends, and right. I just remember the conversation. And yeah, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's a bad album artwork because I remember it. Um, anyway, but yeah, that was a good answer. So, yeah, thank you. So if you don't mind, I think we actually skipped a question in chat, and I just wanted to... Oh, oh yeah, do. thank you. Please, please, please go it back was, to it, yeah. It was from Hermod117, and it said... Shout out, Hermod. Question, with the artist sampling rap lyrics and the lyrics using the N-word? Ooh. <laughs> Being sampled. <laughs> do you think that it could be a bad thing down the line with non-people of color using those samples for their music? Um, I think that, so when I hear that, I go straight to, like, cultural appropriation. Yeah. And the way I see that, I think there's definitely a level of, like, respect. Let's, like, for, so for some example, um, I think a good friend of mine, Sev, actually sampled a Biggie Small song that probably used that word. Love the homie But Seb. at the same time, exactly. But here, the thing is, Sev is doing an appreciation there, because they're not going off to be like, oh, sampled, I'm just going to go ahead and put it on Spotify and make a ton of money. Like, they're not, like, building their marketing around, you know, sampling this type of music and, like, making a ton of money off of it. I think it's when someone takes culture and then tries to spin it for a profit or uses it for some profit motive without actually properly respecting the artist, I think that's where it becomes a problem. I um, feel that. 
kind of like in the sense of like you know, you know I think a lot of vaporwave maybe I don't want to like make us all the only exception, um, but you know I think and I hope to I really hope so that a lot of the artists here do sample a lot of like you know Japanese culture and stuff. And, uh, and I think, I hope that, you know, when things do happen, they'd be willing to respect and, you know, be there for, you know, maybe that community needs help and things. Um, and they're not just like taking it and just spinning it immediately back into, you know, you know, just taking advantage of like their art and their culture to like make money off of it. Um, in that sense, I, you know, I, at least I try to, uh, all the, I've been clearing my samples lately and for all like the city pop oh, samples, yeah. I'm actually You've trying been the samples. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and for, for all this, like the city pop songs, I am sampling and like putting, you know, actual like marketing dollars or effort behind. I had to take a cut and give twenty percent back to the artist because that's the agreement that the sampling service they said was best. And from that, you know, like I'm, I'm not just taking their music and just being like, oh, cool, I'm Ruby Kai, I'm gonna go make a ton of streams on Spotify now. Haha, <laughs> it's like, you know, they definitely get a cut back. And you know, whenever I've, I've never, I've always been a big. At least I try my best to be a supportive community, but I'm, I'm not that myself. Oh, it shows. I can't you judge listen. myself to listen, be like, oh, I'm like the you, best. You know? you, yeah, listen, you're do, you're doing your best, and that's I'm important. Doing, yeah, and that's and that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. You know, you don't so, don't worry that you can do more. You could do more. Like just always do your best and the best that you can come up with at the time, and always try to do better. And the other thing is, like with a lot of the Japanese things and super and future funk. Uh, I mean, all I know is that like all these people who make future funk. I mean, I know that we all grew up watching anime. We all grew up. Yeah with Japanese exports to America and it was like all the cartoons we watched. It was the culture we absorbed. So of course if future funk vaporwave has to do with nostalgia, I mean this shit's part of nostalgia for for everybody. You know what I mean? We all watched Dragon Ball Z growing up. We all got we watched Evangelion when we were fourteen and we're blown away by it. And that turned us on to watching other, you know, anime. That was the cartoons. That was Japan gave us that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We grew up with it. It's part of nostalgia. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did either of you guys check out the new uh, Cowboy Bebop live action on Netflix yet? Have not. Have not. I, I haven't, but because I saw how <laughs> how people were saying. Oh, yeah, I'm a, a naysayer. Well. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched mean... it, but I saw a lot of my close friends that really love Cowboy. It's Bebop. controversial. Yeah, yeah. So I I probably won't watch it because I spend all my free time doing other dumb shit. But yeah, a lot yeah. of people are are. It seems very binary. People are either super into it or, like, not at all. Yeah. Speaking of anime. I don't know. I'm not really that, like, interested in seeing it. Yeah. Fair. But I will, maybe eventually. Well, Aaron, how do you go about finding new music, and how often do you just spend time crate digging? Oh, um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I back in the day, the reason why I think I maybe got so heavily into Vaporwave was because I used to just sit at home and like actively look for new music on Bandcamp. Like Very I would spend cool. hours just going yeah. through tags on Bandcamp trying to like find something new just to add to my collection and stuff. But these days, I'll be honest, it's a lot of a uh, like a lot of it maybe is collaborations. Like uh, so I'll just now that I have like such a wide variety of artists I listen to, when they collaborate with someone new, I'm like, oh, well they must be dope too, and I'll right. listen to their stuff and they'll collaborate with someone. So as of lately, it's been a lot of like who my artists show to me because or. You know my favorite artist show to me these days because um, a lot of algorithms don't really know i i, I don't want to be that guy that's like the algorithms don't know me but they know everyone <laughs> right but i don't know whatever spotify recommends me usually isn't that good but google play yeah. music album, it had me pretty good it showed me death grips fender oh really oh, damn they got yeah. you figured out yeah wow. google play music had me figured out but spotify is just i'm like no please stop spotify. just let me listen to what i like 
You don't you don't know me. <laughs> we we need to bring back curators, man. These algorithms, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm old, but I just I don't know. Yeah. Um but another question that came in from Quiz was uh what's an album whose cover describes the music perfectly before you even listen to it? And um so I didn't actually understand the album cover at first, but Mad Villainy, I think, is the perfect album cover for what the music is. And yeah. uh, the reason why that is is because I watched the interview with someone else describing Mad Villainy and what the album cover represented in their interpretation. And uh, what Doom is doing there is they're parodying a uh, Madonna album cover, but just a lot more gritty with the mask and like the red oh. square kind of drawn bad. And it's just very wow. anti-popular music. Like I am anti-pop. Like I just, I don't like mainstream marketing. Like I'm just the guy behind the mask and this music is dark, it's heavy and it's dope. You know what I mean? And that yeah I, I think that just perfectly like that parody of just like get this like commercial bullshit out of my face this is good right <laughs> i mean like yeah for real now. for its time and particularly exactly. for its time when it came out um yeah it really did stand in stark contrast to uh, other types of album covers coming out then particularly with mainstream artists yeah wow yeah that does make a lot of sense true interesting yeah, yeah. That, that's my take on that do you want to do you want to um, shout out any other underrated acts that you can think of right now? Oh yeah, put um, us on to some people that you've collaborated with or some homies. Everyone, everyone in Vaporwave, <laughs> right? I mean, I know you you always drop that that collab you did with Tupperwave. Yeah, and you Tupperwave, always do the little I, MC thing right before you do it too. To give Tupperwave the shout out, yeah, yeah. Um, so personally, again, I, I took a little hiatus for a while back, and uh, the person I think that really pulled me back in because. Around 2016, you know, at, at that point, I was like, okay, um, you know, so one thing that's kind of like a bummer about the Vaporwave is being on the internet. There's lots of internet trolls. True. I've grown up with the internet. I know how to deal with them. I know people say mean things because they got nothing else better to do on the internet. But it was a huge bummer when I was in collectives, and it really hurt my friends. And they were like, well, I'm just a no-name artist on the internet. I'm just going to stop making music. And, like, oh, a lot damn. of my favorite collaborators stopped that's making really music sad. because yeah. the internet really just got into them on like sub subreddits and stuff so when all your fringes kind of dissipate because you're the only one that's like no they don't know what they're talking about they're just angry on the internet like i know how to deal with this and other people that's a huge bummer so uh pretty much at that point i was like all my collaborator friends are pretty much gone uh at this point i feel like uh, mo shop had just dropped uh their first album pure their first ep pure pure and oh, yeah. his, i want to talk about mo shop because at the time it was like a future funk artist that was very active at the time when Pure Pure dropped, I was like, everyone was talking about it. I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. That's weird that they just exploded out of nowhere and they're so good. And I listened to that first song and I was like, oh, Future Funk's done. Cool. They figured it out. All right, cool. Let's pack <laughs> it up. Let's pack it up. Right? That's <laughs> uh, um, too funny. And, and the thing is, Mo is Moi that, Shop, like, uh, they're one of the greatest producers in, in uh, around in general. <laughs> like, yeah. They're amazing. And the reason why I'll say that is because at the time, um, you know, I, I don't know if St. Pepsi or Skyler Spence was, like, out of college by then. But for the most part, everyone other than, like, the big three were just a bunch of college kids. We were all just literally either in high school or college just making future funk because it was right. fun to do. Yeah. And we were just a community. Ryan when, literally. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Kill you, Yeah. I was going to say, <clears> I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Moe Shop went over to the name Keyboard Kid. And they were a professional musician that was like, oh, this future funk stuff's really cool. Let me go try it. And they just, like, because they had so much musical experience, it was just so much greater. really like, i did not we know that messing around we were all just messing around and when they came out it was just like oh oh <laughs> you know? like you know how to side chain properly <laughs> like uh, oh wow uh, <laughs> you know what i mean so that's too funny yeah you're so, like oh what, what do we do now <laughs> yeah so i Bruh. again i bring that up just to say at that time i was like okay future funk we pretty much like we tried different cultures we, we did the thing it was fun 
um, and all my friends are gone now, so let me just take a hiatus to focus on my career. But when I came back to it, I was like, well, let me see what's going on here. And Tupperwave taught me a really important lesson, and that it's not about how well you can sidechain, how much you can chop, how much you can do X, Y, and Z. It's about how much feeling can you put into the music. Yeah. Tupperwave just does that so much for me. It's like at an insane level. But I was like, oh, I thought we were done, and Tupperwave proved to me, you hadn't even started yet. Mm. You know what I mean? So I have to thank Tupperwave for that. And that's the person. I shout him out all the time because he is just such an impact on my own music nowadays. And I try not to bite his style too much because I just I'm I'm as much of a fan as I am a friend and a collaborator. So yeah, and then 3D Blast too because I mean come on now, 3D Blast. Like they're the king of like. He sampled that? What? No way! I know his music is so punchy. Yeah. Yeah, he takes a lot of songs that he's taken songs that I don't like normally and turned them into things I do enjoy. (laughs) I was like Fireflies and the Superman. Yeah, I love uh, I love that song. That song. uh, you know, um, music here to stay. Uh, yeah. that's, uh, that's great. I love that song. I played it at the last term really chill, actually. Um, and uh, it's made up of two songs that I don't particularly like very much, and it's phenomenal. I really love the one yeah. with Dan Mason, man. I closed my set at the Heat Wave event that uh, Groovy headlined at. I closed my set with My Fault with Dan Mason because that song just slaps, man. Mm-hmm. At least Definitely. I think it does. Yeah. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, that's probably like my two biggest acts I can, or smallest biggest acts I can think of that I'd want to shout out. Um, and then another artist that like also shout out just because I've been listening to them for so long. Uh, their name is Ruru. They're based out of the Philippines, Ooh. and they're kind of like bigger on Spotify now. But the way I found them is that my roommate and I were just chilling at like three in the morning, letting YouTube autoplay, and like the most beautiful like soft-spoken like bedroom pop came on, and it was by an artist named Ruru. And at the time, they had 20 SoundCloud followers. And I don't want to take any credit for their success at all, at in the slightest bit. But I was doing numbers on SoundCloud a little bit, and I was like, "This is so amazing! I'm gonna repost it." And then just boom, I saw <laughs> like you know, a oh dude, off that wow. one song. And oh, it's dude. so amazing now because I went to their first ever U.S. show, like maybe about a year ago before the pandemic, and I was like, I listened like they were like, "Oh, you know, I started making SoundCloud demos in like 2016," and I was like. I've been listening to you since you like SoundCloud demos in 2016. Very cool. It's so cool to see you. You were there since the beginning. There. Yeah, and you know, and like even though Twitter was private for a while, but they let me keep following them because I was like one of the first fans. Like, yo, your stuff is so tight. You know what I mean? So I love it. Uh, I give them a huge shout out because I'm just, just the, you know, I'm so happy for their success of a career that they built for themselves and you know things of that sort. So yeah. Man so that's, of the that's people. That's my three. It's the, that's my three. I'd pick. But yeah. I love it. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, so let me think of uh, other hot takes. So another thing is, too, I should have asked Daniel, because my roommate oh, is man. DS, dude. All I do Hell is yeah, DS, dude. all day. Oh, all your roommate's with Daniel? Oh, I didn't know that. shit. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. know that. That sounds like a really fun house. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. How fun. Yeah. We're like a we're like a vaporwave bed and breakfast at this point. Everyone just scrolls I through. No idea. Oh yeah, I we totally had the, the kickback where Frank Jabsey played '90s house for 45 minutes. I saw yeah. Instagram videos of that. That looked like <laughs> so fun. Yeah, oh, Frank it was. Also, I'll shout them out. They're such an awesome friend. We've been hanging out a lot, and like they're just a cool person. Uh, Frank is funny. Guy. Yeah, they're hella funny. Right, um, yeah. We're working on. I'm working on something with Frank in, uh, in LA. In LA in the oh, future, just a little teaser for that. Very cool. Oh, nice. I, ooh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but uh, maybe we're working on something similar. Phenomenal. Da, 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 da. I love it. Da, da, da. Can't wait to figure <laughs> out what Phenomenal. it is. 
Yeah. But uh, one of, of like funny Frank story I have is that I was hanging out with them once, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, uh, like we were talking about astrology for whatever reason, like astrology, like Scorpios and stuff." And they were like, "Yo, like, do you know that like every new moon, like stocks are up, and every mm. like full moon stocks are down, and it's been that way for the past like thirty years?" And I was like, "That's an interesting thing to know." All right. And then I told my buddy who actually like takes astrology classes, and they were like, "No way." And then, like, a week later, they were like, dude, he was right. I'm going to put some money in right now. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. What? Uh, so they haven't reported the results yet. But, yeah, so Frank, they're, they're quite the character. They know some things. They know some things about the world that most people probably don't know. Frank is Frank is very silly but very intelligent. Yeah. Hidden no under problem. layers and layers of silliness. <laughs> Frank's, uh, Frank is hilarious. His style is, like, Frank is a combination of, like, uh, like his style is like grade schooler and vacation dad mixed together. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. So, Groovy, what would you say is your most successful track ever? <laughs> Space Dandy. Space Dandy. Um, my take, yeah, my hot take is that it's not a good song. <laughs> what? I love that song. Really? Yes. Yeah, so- because it was the second song I'd ever made in Future Funk ever. Oh, no way. <laughs> There's a part in the chorus where, like, now I'm, like, able to be like, oh, why the fuck did they play that chorus like that? Like, but, yeah, I didn't know how to line up this, this, the hats right because it just was super offbeat for, like, this one particular chorus. It, like, lost. You know, they made it back, you know, all organic. So, like, the, the hats on that song are all offbeat, like, the most popular song I have. And uh, so... It's just every I can't listen to that song because I'm always just like, oh, I'm just cringing at the hi hats that are off beat. I I never do this. Spoken spoken like a true producer. Right. Spoken like a true producer. There's like that happens to every producer where you have a song that's doing very well and like all you could hear is the part that you're like, ah, no, I could have, I should have done this differently right here. And uh, I think that everybody has that feeling. Yeah, and thankfully though, Alex did let me remaster that song for the Godzilla Master Tape. Hell yeah. I play the song live all the time, so I was like, I'm not going to go on yeah. stage and play offbeat hi-hats. I have to figure this out. And as a, a veteran producer now, I was like, oh, yeah, I see what happened here. That song is weird at the chorus. <laughs> and I had to do some funny shifting with stuff to get it to line up properly. So what's the story so, behind that song? Oh, uh, so yeah, the thing that's funny is uh, I was just watching Space Dandy at the time. And, you know, a lot of Future Funk, earlier Future Funk was really funky, very soulful and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Space Dandy was also airing on Toonami at the time. So I was watching it a lot, and I was like, wow, I kind of want to make music like this, you know what I mean? And then I found that sample, and I was like, oh, kind of sounds like Space Dandy. So I named the song Space Dandy. And then at the time, since I was watching the anime so much, there was a commercial that happened uh, a lot. Where uh, One thing about me is that I just hear stuff a lot, and I'm like, oh, that would just be dope in a song. Like, it, just, it would be perfect. So there's a Space Dandy commercial where, you know, the robot asks, uh, what was her name? I forgot the robot's name, but... They were like, uh, yo, like, so, uh, Space Dandy, like, uh, finish this thought, what do you, uh, finish this thought, uh, I am a slave to, and then he just yells, the booty, and it's like, Space Dandy, <laughs> at 9 p.m. I, I was like, it. I gotta sample that, so I just, <laughs> for the drop, and then the actual, like, intermission, so, like, I was trying to figure out, like, how can I, because at the time, I wasn't very talented as a producer, so I was like, well, how can I make this my own without, like, just, com- just adding drums, you know? So uh, what I did is I did the whole filter section where I took my favorite Space Dandy episode and just threw them, like, telling funny jokes over it. And then brought the beat back in because 
why not? And nice. then you get space dandy. That's pretty much the whole secret of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> was just me trying, getting my like training wheels off and also trying to like incorporate funny things. And my funniest thing about that song though is that um, I was watching Space Dandy at my mom's house. My mom was like, why do you watch the weirdest shit on Cartoon Network? And I was like, <laughs> mom, this is dope. And now, you know what? A million views later, guess what, mom? Space Dandy's a good song. Right? <laughs> That's cool. Those weird cartoons worked out. <laughs> That's good, dude. So, yeah. I'm glad your family fucks with your music. Yeah, my mom. My mom's always like, how do you know that song? Like, so it's, you know, from all the sampling, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah I just listen right. to a lot of music. And she's like, That's really weird. My mom's also, like, not a big music person. Like, her favorite song in the world is uh, the Whisper Song by the Ying Yang Twins. Like the, <laughs> I did see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> my, to my mom, music is just, like, noise at the club. Uh, oh, how funny. ironic. Yeah, my dad was very musical, though. He's, like, super, like, soulful. How he also sick. grew up in Compton during the 80s, so, like, he has a huge, wow. like, gangster rap. Like, Easy e is, like, you know he sees himself <laughs> oh how fun because it's he's like yeah it's like literally like i remember i watched straight out of compton with them and he's like oh yeah i remember that club oh yeah I remember damn that. no oh, way yeah, I wow that. Yeah, I oh wild. wild wow yeah. that's amazing wild so like that's really fucking my cool family knows like all the words to boys in the hood like it was just monday night parties like at, it came on at least seven different times so wow. <laughs> we all know the lyrics to it um so yeah very cool so, yeah. very very music, cool music is cool <laughs> it's, it's true yeah yeah well if you could collaborate with any artist upcoming like who would it be oh uh um i want to you know what i'm kind of bummed that we didn't do it but i want to collab with nrail dude oh that, yeah that's another person oh, yeah. oh that, yeah that's another person that needs a shout out that is uh just amazing and what i love absolutely so you know i don't want to put nrail in a in a, in a in a box but what i love about them so much is uh their music particularly is that they're younger than a lot of us mm-hmm. you know he's younger than me i think he's younger than both of y'all mm-hmm. oh and, yeah for sure you know, again vaporwave is, <laughs> is nostalgia <laughs> but like vaporwave is nostalgia you know what i mean so like things that you were watching as a kid i probably wasn't watching and things that to me were like oh okay that was just like life at that point is nostalgic to, to nrail so things like dubstep, I yeah. was like 14. You know, that was cool. That was a phase I had. But to them, that was like, wow, music. Right? Music, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? So I'm really nostalgic for Easy Eeks. My dad played it all the time. And NREL is really nostalgic for being seven on YouTube. Like, whoa, what is this? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they no incorporate shit. that in their Vaporwave. And it's like, oh, wow, this Vaporwave isn't just 70s soul samples flipped or city pop. It is like... Mm-hmm. Every generation's nostalgia is going to keep eventually coming out of this, and how they—it's it, never going to die, dude. It's just going to be nostalgia throughout all the generations. Yeah, you know, like I, mean, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for two thousand stuff, even though that's what I grew up with. I didn't like it very much, and I still really don't. But like, I remember it, like so. But, yeah, I mean, I I like the idea of all the different forms of nostalgia just bleeding together into <clears> collective yeah. history. You know what I mean? That's what I try to think about when I make music. Um, you know, what is what is nostalgia? What does this mean to people? What does this mean to people? What does that mean to people? And what happens when they all kind of, I don't know, break apart together? You know what I mean? So I definitely yeah. am always looking at what, uh, you know, I know some things aren't going to be nostalgic for me, but they will be for other people. True. So you got to sort of think of, sometimes I try and think about that and like, well, how can I incorporate this into this as well? And I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. And I think we can all just like, just put this all together in a big fucking soup. And it sounds mm-hmm. really, I think uh, those sounds will always just become more and more interesting because of that. 
Like you've yeah, got lots definitely. of vaporwave that's like video game inspired or the Y2K aesthetic vaporwave. You can mix that Y2K aesthetic vaporwave with like some weird shit from the early 80s too. You know what I mean? True. And then also fucking throwing some dubstep. <laughs> like, right. say, like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. really like break apart the fucking time barriers. It's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. love and rail. Love what he does so much. Yeah. Shout out and rail. And also, also shout out Will too for their iClick project. Uh, oh I yeah. I love that album. Sex Line is like top 10 albums I ever heard in my life. Like, wow, yeah. that is high on, praise. On, yeah. Because, Amazing. So the, Again, it's going, back to, album. going back to like the you know how music is, is yours i know you know i obviously it wasn't the context they made it in so maybe kind of retracts what i was saying earlier but to me like all those like r&b soul samples was like hanging out at my cousin house while she was like on myspace like wow, everything sold there with interesting take wow. was like amazing i have vivid memories of being like you know babysat by my cousins and stuff, just watching wow. mtv listening to those songs and i'm like Oh wow! You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. that was life. That was like life. That was as life. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you know I mean? cool, so dog. Just, when Sex Nine came out, I was like, "Yo, what is?" This? And thankfully, they even let me uh, have a little little feature on there. But yeah. Good. And on top of that, they were like, "Give me every song as they finished it." And I was just like, "How?" <laughs> I actually didn't song. know that. That's really yeah. really cool. They were, they were Did just you watch? It. I yeah. begged them for every song as they finished. It. Oh, that's so I, cool! Uh, I love that. Yeah. I, I loved, yeah, that was a, that was really, it was really fun when they were, they were on a couple weeks ago and it was mm-hmm. really fun listening to them talk about the process of how they were producing the songs and like yeah. <laughs> listening to them get into the argument that like when they, uh, when, that episode was like, so fun. When, they, when <laughs> like the song drops into something, whether you do it at four beats or five beats and they're fighting with each other over it. It was and that's, so fun that's, to watch that collab. Yeah, that's the greatest thing too because another reason is when I first heard the song, uh, I think it's uh i think it might be kick me later or ooh, ooh, one of the two um yeah. it has all those weird stutters and now that i'm a better producer i know you drop on every four beats like four you know four four time signature like unless you're trying to do something artsy you pretty much use four four and the fact they're like you know what beat five is the one it's just like you're not supposed to do that but it sounds yeah, so right. good you know? <laughs> <laughs> right uh, yeah my right brain, i'm like oh just so much oh they don't give a fuck Exactly, and it works. You know what I mean? It's not like them being artsy for art's sake. It just literally is the best. It's what it's supposed to be, and it's mm-hmm. like you know they were like, no rules, fuck that. And it's like you know that takes a lot of courage, I think, really, yeah, to be able to be like, I agree. No, this, this feels right, and it's you know, and it's just like Ableton says it's wrong, but no, it feels right. Guys, do we have <laughs> yeah. more questions for Aaron? Because we're starting to get late, actually. Now, yeah, not, we do have to wrap up hours. soon. <clears throat> oh yeah, my bad. I could talk. No, about you're. Oh no, you're good. no, we're fucking having a great time. Uh, I just know that it's 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 eleven fifty six. It's well, it's yeah, late uh, for on you the West, on the East Coast. So if anybody has any questions, please hit us up with them fast while they're formulating their questions. Any other shout outs? You have the floor. Anything oh. that you wanna? Um. So probably the biggest thing I gotta like, probably uh, what's it called? Promote it more. But uh, I just started a little fan club. I was gonna ask you yeah, about that earlier. Everybody, thank you. Subscribe. Yeah. So that yeah, it's just a uh, fan club sign up dot groovykaiju.com. Fan club sign up dot groovykaiju.com. Can we put that in the chat? Yeah. Please? Yeah. Oh yeah, I could. Or right, you got it? I think so. Isaac, I'm just Isaac, literally Isaac, typing what you said. I think Isaac got it. Oh, yeah. we got it. And I think that is yes, the right link. So essentially cool. it comes with like a, a free EP of like a preview unreleased, mm. like an album that's exclusively sold through like a little website I built 
through Shopify. Nice. It's not like it's some Very sketchy cool. random website coded up, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it gives you like a preview EP of like joining the fan club and I send you like interviews and stuff. And speaking of Space Dandy, what I'm hoping I'm putting in the pipeline for that is like a breakdown of like the song Space Dandy. I'm nice. even thinking about giving out the project file just to be like free because I know a lot of other producers. It's a cool idea. Stuff, so like, yeah. So just yeah, like giving out like a bunch I'd of love free to look stuff. At that yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. Well, the project is, I mean, it's, I have more impressive ones than that one, but <laughs> if you're going to look at it, I, you know, I got to like take a step back. <laughs> Never mind. Back. You're like, okay, look at this one. <laughs> right, Space Dandy, Skeleton Lipstick Remix. Right. Oh, that would be, I would totally, that sounds awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's probably the big one. I also shout out, you know, Pacific Plaza and all the stuff they're doing. Oh yeah, love Pacific Plaza. So part of that. Thought about that. Um, shout out y'all because Hot Takes is the best, one of my favorite Twitch paperwave things ever. I love Thank it. You. So Glad you're enjoying it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for always tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, just what's it called? I'm just chilling. Hey. Hit me, hit me, shout out, hit me up. Just hit me up. I'm super extroverted. So if you talk to me, I'll Hell yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. So, Genuinely yeah. one of the nicest, most positive people I've ever met. I'm 100%. not even playing right now. 100%. Uh, Hermod says, when are we going to get shirt merch? Oh, yeah. So I have it on my like website. So I'm starting another thing is I'm starting Oh. Thing. Yeah. So this is a shirt. Groovy Kaiju shirt? Yeah. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. I want one of those. I want one so, of those. Uh, part of like, the fan club thing, it sends you to like oceanfront-online.com. That's the Shopify site I built. And I like, have a whole shirt section there. So that's coming, and then I want to start screen printing them and bringing them to shows and stuff. So good. Uh, that'll, that'll be the next step. But yeah, right now I have like shirts, and they're pretty good. I went through like a better provider than like Teespring, so we'll see. Very I've cool. washed it like four times so far, and like nothing weird's happened yet. So yeah, <laughs> my Teespring. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, Man. that's why I switched away. But yeah, so yeah, probably that. And then what's next? Uh, <laughs> Inrail says hammer turkey. Hammer turkey. Uh, I'm a ham person. I like ham a lot. Um, my little brother is hanging out with me for Thanksgiving. And I'm oh, very cool. He wants turkey, but I'm like, I'm cooking, so we might have ham. He's pretty cool, man. <laughs> you might have to make some turkey. Yeah. <laughs> true, very true. And then, uh, what else what was we doing? Um, I think that's all. Oh, are you are you performing for 1212? You know what? I feel bad. I, I don't know if I am. I forgot to ask Alex. You might not be. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I might not, I might not be. That's okay, because we're, we're doing a lot of, like, really cool 2022 plans. Yeah, yeah, I bet you guys are. Woo! Yeah, we're hoping, I mean, just, I don't want to spoil anything too much or say anything I can't yet, but um, we're hoping to maybe start rotating between different cities in the SoCal area. Ooh! Um, I love so that. So, yeah, hopefully we get a little closer to L.A. Very uh, cool. Even at the uh, uh, the Macross uh, show last night, I met Jupiter from Utopia District. Oh, and they were great like, guy. Can, can y'all come to L.A.? Because, like, that traffic is brutal, and I'm like, yeah, right. I, I want... I don't blame you. It is brutal. <laughs> so hopefully we'll like you know start getting all across like Orange County, yeah. LA County. Jupiter was supposed to be at uh, number twenty-seven and couldn't make it. Bummed out. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, missed out on meeting yeah. Jupiter. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So what's it called? Very cool. And then where did the, <laughs> so uh, Agnos asked where did the name Torch Two Four Two Four come from? So again, just internet kid. Uh, I first got on the internet when I was six. And uh, so I just started playing RuneScape and stuff, and I made that name when I was six because I had an imaginary friend dragon named Torch, and my favorite number was 24, and then my kid brain was like, you know it's better than 24? 24 twice. Oh. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, that was a good question. (laughs) I was wondering that myself. Yeah, and then so I I tried doing the whole, like, Groovy Godzilla on Twitter, and then I did a Visceral, but then I had both, so then I was like, how do I mix both? And eventually I was like, you know what? I've been Torch 2424 since... 
I was six. I'm gonna just be this, and I'll have multiple yeah. aliases, and hopefully people will figure it out. I know it's like Let's do it. terrible marketing, but you know, I'll figure it out one day. I don't know. I just I like to do too many different things, and it comes back to what you said about Demon Days because it makes sense that I do so many different things now musically because things on the album, that yeah. was yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that. not only just an album, like a visual experience. Like there's like yeah. so many different yeah. things associated with that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, RuneScape, RuneScape game, Alameda. Yeah. And then yeah, I think that's all the questions. Should I should I talk about anything else? I another hey. thing is uh, because Amrel was just on. My little brother was like mad that Amrel had a hot take about Frank Ocean. You know, oh yeah, he, for, uh, he forgot yikes. to he forgot to press you on it. Controversial. The Macross show, yeah. My brother that's was so like controversial. Was visibly hurt when you said that. He was like, <laughs> "That's funny." Yeah, I was like a little like, "Oh my god," when he said that. <laughs> wow. Oh, I know. One last hot take. I know y'all are trying to go. I'm Dude, sorry. I but my last no, we're good. hot take, actually. Well, I got to go to bed soon, so we, but keep doing. Keep going. I'm actually not a big electronic music fan. Whoa! Uh, yeah. I know I make electronic music. I, it's hey. not really for me. There's That's like, interesting. I, like, I actually already I knew like that one. Better. I like a few songs from Daft Punk. And, uh, yeah. I, like I think it gives you an interesting producer. As a, as a music producer, I think that means you come from an interesting perspective then. Yeah, I, I look at Vaporwave from a hip-hop lens 1,000%. I just, I'm just making beats, just beats there with heavily sampled, yeah. Everybody Fair. approaches this from a different perspective, you know what I mean? I think that's interesting. Yeah. And then with that, now we can actually go. You, you right. Know, I'll let you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Isaac, uh, shout-outs oh, for anything? All I have is the 12-12 event is going to be happening at FTG. Uh, Pacific Plaza is putting on an event, Rosewood and Pacific Plaza collaboration on December 12th. I'm doing a 50-minute back-to-back set with Feeds the Wombat, Lo-Fi House, baby. Uh, not as good at beat matching by ear as Alex is, but I'm getting there. Okay, so 12-12, FTG, Santa Ana, California. Let's go. On to you, Chris. Um, I, Terminally Chill is going to be on uh, December 2nd at the Barbary, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah. Bring a Vax card nice. and bring your sense of fun and, and and playfulness do it let's use that again wish i could go uh, yeah it's gonna shoji uh, will be there and uh, mr hideyoshi who's the label runner for virtual 94 records they'll be co-djing it with me and uh it's gonna be a good time have fun i let's would go. kill to be able to go i will say one last question from quiz they called it out the what are the most and least groovy kaiju uh, most groovy, mm-hmm. probably Gigan, because he just looks like he's having a fun time with his sword arms. <laughs> and least groovy, probably Rodan, because he's just a pterodactyl, even though he's my favorite of the Godzilla series. <laughs> he's just a pterodactyl. He's just a pterodactyl. <laughs> you he's heard it here on Hot Takes, a Vaporwave <laughs> talk show with Skelly yeah. and Shiro. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, guys. Thank you, Thank you Groovy Kaiju, for being here. Thank you, Thank you so much, much, guys. Repost, retweet, invite your friends, and we'll see you in two weeks. I think it's safe to say Keith is going to be on in two weeks. Cool. All right, bye guys. Be here in two weeks and good night.
slit my wrist, no tourniquet. I'm murderous, my crib got more burners than furnishings. Got a lot of haters, not concerned with it. The earth revolve around earning currency, Copernicus. I leave you scared, stupider than earnest is. Plucking more chickens than the churches is. Always looking fly, boy, I'm merciless with purchases. Holy say nothing, you can bet I beat the birdie, bitch. Cause I'm more connected than the alphabet and cursives. While it like Webster, killer like Dexter. Your bitch looking at me, well, I guess I'm on the sexer. Only stay rougher than the texture. If you players want that form, I'm that fly shit expert. I'm worse than as long as scripture verses I'm about to hit this perfect rummage through your mother's purses You catch as yellow with this stone ground mustard Ugly minus stone ground up and reconstructed Glocks, I'ma bust them Pussy, I'ma crush it Plus I stay luxurious, you bitches are disgusting Getting money fast, that's my modus operandi I've been ice cold since the night I saw my man die Bullets knock you on your ass, you swore I was a landslide Ugly, I ain't a boss, hell no, that's a damn lie Up, you heard me coming out from the other side, bitch. 